I was saying to Respawn, I'm not happy that they don't spend a lot of time doing pirate talk in the Twelve. So maybe, maybe we should just go all pirate this week. Arr. Arr. Oh, it's not already awkward enough. I'm doing it in the in the airport. Now you want to have Respawn. pirate accents uh, the whole do time? Do a pirate accent in the airport. Arr, matey, I do believe you I don't shall. even know if I can do a pirate Since accent. you didn't tell us you were going to be in the airport till like 2 a.m. this morning, mate. You didn't read your calendar very I wasn't well, supposed matey. to. I mean, this was last minute thing, dude. This wasn't oh, my fault. Sound right. Yes, it was. Don't lie to the people. No, no, I was supposed they to know. be on an airplane yesterday at 11. And then Lying something went wrong dog. at the site. And they thought it was my fault. And I had to prove it wasn't. Now I missed my flight and had to come today. You didn't do a good job proving it wasn't because you're still on the airplane, matey. Yeah. Not on the airplane yet. And you hope to be one day. Come on, do the voice. Do the voice in the airport. I want a pirate voice in the airport. I don't know if I... Uh, what are you going to say? Avast, mateys. Uh, ye hoard me bounty for no reason, or I don't know. <laughs> what do you even say? If people don't start staring at you, we're not doing a good job. <laughs> no. Oh, people stare at me all the time, but not for the reasons you think. Oh. Avast ye, and welcome to Two Titans and Anchor. A Destiny 2 podcast are dedicated in bringing you all the latest information, news, and opinions. This is the best show for new and veteran pirates alike, where we share tips, tricks, and tools to help you succeed and enjoy hornswoggling your booty even more. So with all that said, let me introduce you to me ragtag crew. The scurvy sea dog parody, the son of a biscuit eater, no one respawns in real life, and me, your captain, for this treacherous voyage, Night Demon! Greetings, ye scurvy crew. Welcome to the Two Titans and a Hunter Destiny 2 Podcast R. I am joined by me scurvy mate, parody, and the sea dog. No one respawns in real life. Greetings! And this is how we're going to continue the show from now on. Arr. I love when a pirate Arr. says greetings, matey. Matey, I've got a, I've got a bit of a, bit of a plundered booty to pick with you this week. Arr. Is it about plunder the booty? I, I was, I was trying to plunder the booty in the pit of heresy. And you see, mates, there are these, there are these places you have to go up these, these moving platforms to get to the top of the mast from, from the ship deck. And every time I went to the top of the mast, I would die every single time because apparently I was not meant to fly. I was meant to sit on the ground on the ship, swabbing the decks, not sitting in the crow's nest at the top of the mast. Very frustrating. Indeed. Give the people what yes, they want. I can't. <laughs> Today I've learned. I had to keep mute myself because I'm coughing so much because I'm laughing. Is a much better pirate than I will ever be. I exactly. I I can't compete with this. So you scurvy sea dog, Perote, what is happening next week in Destiny? I promise you, he's got a list in front of him of just all kinds of pirate words he's picking stuff off of and just Arr. leaving us out here. And I knew it. I had a feeling. 
not sure if R is a is an affirmative to that. Yes, I have a list, but sure. All right, next week in Dusty Matey, the first Iron Banner of E season arrives. And it's going to be eruption. Don't tell Respawn he knows nothing about him. We're going to keep it that way. Or you can take on momentum control with bonus crucible ranks all week long. If that's not your cup of tea, Matey, you can visit the Cosmodrome for the Fallen Saber Nightfall. Or take on the Deepstone Crypt and Prophecy Dungeon for your pinnacle loot. Ah, there's to be some good treasure in there. <laughs> You're going to have so much editing to do this week because I'm just going to keep laughing over and over again. <laughs> okay, there, land lovers. We are coming up on triumphs for next week. So, week three of our triumphs, we have Antiquarian 3. Return the third relic to the helm. Also defeat Cabal. Defeating them with finishes will award bonus progress. We would like three relics placed and 250 Cabal there killed. Aha! That will give you repute and challenge XPplers. Next we have Sextant Navigation 1. Collect map fragments and treasure coordinates during the season of the plunder. Earn map fragments in Catch Crash and treasure coordinates through ritual activities. Map fragments, we need 60 of those there and 600 treasure coordinates are. Challenge XP be the reward there. Next, we have Catch Crash 1. In Catch Crash, destroy shield generators in the maintenance bay, hack terminals in the treasure hoard, and destroy storage tanks in the ether storage. We want five shield generators destroyed, five terminals hacked, and ten ether tanks destroyed. Yar. Repute, Alan Challenge XP will be they plunder there. Arr. Next we have Canade. Defeat targets with machine guns. Defeating combatants in expedition and defeating guardians will award bonus progress. Yar. 150 of those there, please. And Challenge XP will be thy reward. Next, we have Nessus Activities. Go to thy Nessus. Earn bonus progress by bounties, patrols, public events, and lost sectors. Arr. Challenge XP plus and some bright dust. Or that be good, because you can spend that in the Ever Store. Yeah, me hotties. Next, we have Power Broker. Reach the power level 1,570. That be 1,570. If you reach that, you get some challenge XP, some bright dust, and a lot of friends. <laughs> Next, we have mid-range calibration. Calibrate mid-range weapons, including hand cannons, greaves, auto rifles, fusion rifles, machine guns on Nessus. So when you're doing all that other stuff on Nessus, take all these weapons with you. Yahar. 200 of those calibrations will be needed, and you will get Challenge XP Plus and some Bright Dust. <laughs> Next, we have Primeval Entourage. Arr. These scurvy pirates want you to go into that gambit. Arr. We don't go in there yet. Taken. You want lots of Taken defeated in there, and they want a hundred of those. Or that'd be so hard, I'd not be doing that next week. No, 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 sir. You'll be finding me in the banners of Orion. And if you do go into the gambits, that will give you Challenge XP Plus and some Bright Dust. 
Speaking of the banners that be iron, iron sharpens iron. You need to complete crucible matches and bonus progress in iron banner for victories. Yes, 200 of them. Yes, 200, not 20. I want 200 from ye scurvy mates there. That'd be challenge XP and bright as Nooch, don't you come in here with 20. 200 victories. Yes. That's only a lot of victories. victories. A hard, Army oh. Hutty. Yeah, yeah, What if we can't count that high? Once I once I get past my toes, I can only get up to. You, you know, keep going till your 19. eyes bleed, and when your eyes bleed, that's not there be too much. You need everything be bleeding: fingers, hands, knees, arms, eyes, head, everything. Arr. Next. We have the ultimate champion. Defeat champions in any Nightfall strike on hero difficulty or higher. And you can earn bonus progress at higher difficulty tiers. 60 champions will need to be defeated. That will give you challenge XP plus. And turn bright dash the And there be day challenges for next. Like you're dying every time you do that, dude. <laughs> Are you drowning? What is that? I could be there, you scurvy sea dog there. You'll not be saving me. <laughs> Nobody even called man overboard. We just left the captain behind like <laughs> a mile ago. He knows what he did. <sighs> <laughs> well, are you to tell the people what's what's in the Eververse story, you captain? Oh captain, my captain? <laughs> no. Parody <laughs> take over. <laughs> I'm just fascinated at this point to see how long he was going to be able to keep it up for. I, I couldn't I couldn't. I promise stop him. you he'll do it this whole time. That's why I mm-hmm. said in the chat, I was like, we can't compete. This is just two hours of him doing a pirate voice. So you scurvy sea dogs, what will be available for Brightness next week will be the concentrated matagem, the glimmer shard, and ye scurvy scavengers booms. You do not need those if I see anybody with those in their inventories. You will be walking ye plank. And there will be sharks with lasers on their freaking heads to get you at the bottom there to see their horror. But what ye can be buying there is the photovalic shell. I don't know the words. <laughs> these, these sea English words. These, these are piratey words. They're, yes, there's a ghost shell. That looks like a satellite dish. Two thousand eight hundred and fifty bright star. Next, we have the Exosparagon ship. More ships, that's what we need. Ships, we need some more ye spaceships in the game. That will be two thousand there, be bright dust. Next, ye have a transmat effect. We not be needing transmat effects. We be walking the planks all the time. So we, that will be your legendary transmat effect for 450 bright dash there. Your ossified entrance, matey. Oi, oi, Captain, if we keep making everybody walk the plank, we'll not have a crew left to sail. Unimportant. Did you just turn into a robot? Arr. Next will be your legendary shader to turn all your good loot into a lovely little color. Of blue, gold, and silver there. Arr, silver! Arr, let's go! That's the cursed Azure. Does Azure. 300 Azure! Don't you correct me there, you scurvy sea dog. It will be whatever I call it. It's whatever I say. You stay out of this. That's like 300 your, photovol- your photovoltaic shell. Yeah, you. Arr, 
You be star on the edge of my nerve there, little ski dog, you scurvy jar. Anyway, back to the Eververse. We have another, and this is a cup of tea. Yes, we'll have a cup of tea there. I don't know what the accent was. That seems to be more Yorkshire. Arr, that will be 3,250 bright dust there. Arr. The buzz off emote. That will be your legendary emote for 700 bright dust. Arr. Is, is that it? I can't figure out the next word. Hang on. <laughs> he just went dead silent. And I was like, is he done? Did he disconnect? What happened? Next, we have the Halcyon Visage. Arr. This will be Exotic Sparrow. Arr. That will be for 2,500 bright dust. Oh, another ship. As the Synchrotron Advancer. And that will be for 2,000 bright dust there, me hearties. <laughs> Ooh, some lovely ornaments are coming up for your exotic armor pieces, <laughs> me hearties. We have the Mantle of Remembrance there for the Shinobu's vows for the hunters. <laughs> Them scurvy sea dogs. That will be for 1,500 bright dust. <laughs> For them titans, we have the 14th Anathesius. That will be for the Helm of Saint 14. Arr. That again will be 1,500 bright dust. Arr. And then finally, for the warlocks, the want of lies and wishes, the skull of Darhamkara. Arr. That will be for 1,500 bright dust. Arr. Next, we have the snake bite ornament. There for the Huckleberry. Arr, that is your submachine gun, your exotic one there, there, the meal hand lovers. That will be 1,250 bright dust. Arr. The Pegasus projection for your ghosts. That will be 1,500 bright dust. Me hearties. That was a work of art. Oh, yeah, we finished. No, no, oh, God, no. <laughs> I thought we would die. Nobody's going to download this, or everybody's going to download this. There's no middle ground this time. Lost sectors for next week. Hello. 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 Ahur, me We have no update on what ye be coming next week because we are still in a floats. Ahur. But I can tell ye what is coming on Monday, the 5th of September. You can get the Fallen Sunstar if you is a warlock looking for that new exotic helmet in whatever Lost Sector comes up that day. Tuesday the 6th will be Legs. Arr. Wednesday the 7th will be Arms. Arms Day for the Titans there. Point contact. Cannon brace. Quizzes is now reacted in the game. You can use it again. So cold air on Wednesday's reset. Arr. Thursday, the 8th of September, will be Ye Hunter's Day to get them chess pieces. The Galfrikens, Harbogan. Friday, the 9th, will be back round to the Warlocks if you want to get that Fallen Sunstar helmet. Arr. Saturday's reset, the 10th of September, you'll be legs again. Arr. 
Sunday the 11th will be the point contact cannon race. Arr, for the Titans, are And in background to Monday, the 12th of September, will be the Galfragans, Hurrigan, Chesapeake, Friday Hunters, and don't you correct me, you scurvy sea dog, Respawn. Uh, oi, Captain, I can't even pronounce it myself. Good there, it's whatever I say it is, her. And that there be the Lost Sectors for next week. And hopefully that will be the end of this silly voice that I put on for the rest of the show. It could come back. Yes, scurvy sea dogs. You love the word scurvy, don't you? Arr, me hearties. Uh, yeah. Look, look, we've had lemons and we've had oranges. There's nobody, there's, nobody has scurvy. They're, uh, Captain. That's what you think. <laughs> I hope so. If you out there, like the rest of us, are trying to figure out, one, how to improve your pirate voice, I can't really help you. But if you're trying to figure out what the Lost Sectors are, todayindestiny.com or lostsector.today, they are updating the sites as the Lost Sectors become available. And once we have a rotation here, like middle of next week, then we should start being able to know what what Lost Sector is coming up when. Until then, for those of you that actually can understand what he just said, I would love a translation. Please. Me or him? Uh, no, definitely, definitely the captain over here. <laughs> captain Crunch. <laughs> so no, where I'm... you be sailing now, ye parody? Where we be headed on this stargazing ship of yours? I actually have a very important question for you, Captain. I About the It's Broken Again bundle, which, oh. is, the bun- which is the bundle of a ship, Sparrow, and... Ghostshell. Ghostshell, thank you, for the Telesto. I want it. It's beautiful. Do I need to buy it with silver this season, or will it become available for bright dust at some point this season? Let me put these spectacles back on, and I'll have a look for you, you scurvy sea dog. Uh, Cap, that's a monocle, not spectacles. On my Eververse treasure map, there'll be lots of gold, lots of silver. Arr! But there'll be no answers. Perotti, you know what's going on. You tell the peoples. <laughs> he growls. I can't get over the growling. He just doesn't even talk. He's just it's very growling like a dog with freaking rabies or something. Oh, I'm dying over here. So yes, if you two are looking for the "It's Broken Again" bundle because you say I want a Telesto, all the things to see what they break in the game. It is a silver only item this season. It is available basically seems like every other week or so throughout the season. So if you haven't bought it yet and you're not buying it this week because it's too late by the time you hear this, it'll be up for sale again, basically three weeks in a row, week six, seven, and eight, and then week 12 and 13. But it is a silver-only item for 2,200 silver. So if you want all the Telesto things, you do have to spend the real dollars. That was a big question, because it's a beautiful bundle of Telesto things, and I didn't know if I need if I could wait them out and, and eventually get it for Sprite Dust, or if I had to put down the real money. And sadly, it's the real money. But I get it. Hey, first mate, I have a question for you, Parody. Sure. By buying this Telesto bundle, are ye not tempting the Telesto god to bring more havoc into ye sales? Oh, absolutely. 400%. I am am looking into the face of the Telesto god and just laughing. 
So then why tempt the temptress? Why, why, why would you do this to yourself? Do you Andrew enjoy staring at the, or staring at the horizon, never moving backward nor forward, no aft nor fore? Just growl at the end if you forget. <laughs> just growl. Just fill in the fill in the dead air with the growling. Yeah. Yeah. Me hurries and you scurvy sea dogs are. And then then ye be back on track, ye yar har. Yeah. Ye yar growl. Ye not be tempting ye telesto gods to bring dry winds into ye sails. I don't trust your, your your dedication to this part, sir. I, I just can't. I'm trying, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can fake all kinds of accents. I can do all kinds of voices, but the pirate thing is just never something I've tried. Well, clearly unprepared. Uh, no, absolutely. I was not expecting this. Second random follow up question about lost sectors. Arr. If you if you have perhaps spent the season gilding your gambit title already, and you have somehow acquired a couple of exotics that are sitting very safely nestled away in your postmaster. Should, should you indeed wait for the proper day to come up on the lost sector, if perhaps you are looking for a new set of arms, should you wait until arms day on lost sector to pull one of those lovely exotic engrams out of the postmaster, and should that then become the sought-after arm you are looking for? Yes, ye be right there, you scurvy sea dog. Ye be tempting the sea goddess's whim and trying the luck at the exotic engram to decrypt into whatever you want from that exotic lost sector that day. There, behind. Excellent. You might need to translate for the people. I'm no, no, to... I think that's that's fine. That's yeah. I think it was very, I think it was very clear. Yes, if you if you do have exotics that you've stashed away in your postmaster, yep. Wait, you know, and and there's a certain piece or pieces you do you still ha you know need. Obviously, it's going to be character based. So, if your titan has two exotics engrams sitting in the postmaster, you can wait for the arm day to come up on lost sectors, and you should get the new point point brace cannon arms, and be able to use them in the game now that they're not currently disabled. So it's a little bit easier than start farming the lost sector sometimes if you can just wait for the proper day to come up. But again, you have to have those incomes in your inventory, non-decrypted, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah, if you have them, you can hang on to them until you know at least the proper day. You want to you want to get rid of them more if you can't farm lost fast sectors that day. Which is just another reason to play Gambit, because it will give you random exotic ornaments. Or exotic ornaments, exotic engrams. What ye has discovered, though, is that ye cannot hold on to exotic engrams from one season to the next and hope that they will decrypt on that day. They seem to just decrypt into whatever they feel like. Hmm. Good to know. Mm. I will not be holding these for the rest of the season. Third follow-up question. How long do you think you can keep that voice up for? Half an hour. I, I think you've <laughs> overlooked the fact that what he just said indicates that he's managed to keep exotics for an entire season without decrypting them, only to find out that they'll decrypt from last season's exotics. So I knew he was a hoarder, but and, and to this, hoard exotic engrams for an entire season? And this surprises you why? Because at this point, what, what exotic does he need? Um, well, I mean, fair, there's, but there's, like there's no, there's exotics. No, yeah, I mean, 
that that's why I have these two sitting in here from like week one, just going, I'm going to actually, I guess probably, probably week two when I finish the thing. Yeah. I just had them sitting in here going, eventually I'll decrypt these for something that I actually want as opposed to just random things that are probably going to be Aeon saves again. You know, what would be interesting if Bungie can implement is not, how can I say this? So you know how that Engram can decrypt into weapons or armor or whatever, right? Well, if you just want an armor, you, people like us, aside from raid exotics, which cannot be obtained from an Ingram, right? We've got all the exotics in the game, weapon-wise, right? So at this point, people like us would just need rerolls of armor. Of them. Right. So wouldn't it be nice if Bungie had a way to say, hey, I can just do a roll to let it be weapons or armor, or I'd like to specify this Ingram to give me only a weapon, or only an armor piece you know to have like a nice. kiosk yeah you know go to the kiosk say hey i want to focus this into a, a piece of armor i'm not saying get specific like decrypt into a legs or a chest or, or a class or whatever or anything like that they don't have to be specific just you have a category you want it to be a weapon or do you want it to be armor and that's it you roll the dice if we're here but yeah, I'm tired of getting role. Monte Carlo after Monte Carlo after Monte Carlo after Monte Carlo after Monte Carlo inside these Engrams. Give me armor. You be roll, lying man. there, these scary sea dog. You do not get Monte Carlo after Monte Carlo after Monte Carlo. If you got all the exotic weapons, you only get armor. Arr. Accurate. Yeah, I guess. But you make a good point there, you uh, scurvy sea dog. You can. I like the idea of taking it somewhere and going, here, give me some legs. Or give me some arms. And have it be re-rolled. Maybe have a choice of going, ladies, ACDC feedbacks. But I like more strength in them. Yeah. It just went from pirate to redneck real fast. <laughs> you went from ACDC feedback fences. <laughs> I can't take this anymore. I got an hour. I got tears in my eyes. I can't focus. I can't read. It's intended. And so, actually, before we get into the rest of this, I want to answer a question that someone asked. And of course, I had to go nerd out and figure out exactly how long did it take to guild my dredging title, which I know no one in the entire world cares about except for me and maybe Easy, who There's asked some me, which people I'm that sure do. Was, which I'm sure was just to make fun of me. So it, it was basically a, like just a hair over six hours is what it took. And for your I first, think, for the first, uh, for, what do you for, call it? The first, I get it. You just said it. Use your words. The first, guild, guild, guild. The first gilded. So it took you six hours to get it gilded for the first time. Oh, no, 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 no. No, the first time was much longer. No, no, this will be the sixth time I've gilded my title this season. I'm just gonna let that sit there for a second so people can Sorry, laugh. I, or, I heard or... you say this season. Sorry, not this season. I, I've gilded the title six times. One time in, in each of the last six seasons. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, the season's been going for like a week? That's highly impressive or very weeks. disturbing. I have yet to figure that one out. It's probably very disturbing. But yeah, so about 361 minutes of gameplay, which is just over six hours. And I used... I, and I'm pretty sure we put it in the show notes every week, but the basically the secret scrubland, Chris Fried GitHub IO slash secret scrubland, and it's scrubland with an EUX on the end. There's a link in the show notes. 
it's basically a better time wasted in Destiny because it'll actually you can actually filter it by what activity you were playing. And I also want to congratulate Fuzzco for gilding his Dredgen title for the first time last night, which you know is is, is an accomplishment he's very proud of and very happy to have. Congratulations, Fuzzco. I knew you had it in you. He's got that hidden dredgen. He doesn't want to admit. It's like it's a guilty pleasure. He claims to hate it, but in reality, he really loves it. He just doesn't want people to know that he loves it. Dredgen. It's not a secret dredgen. He he wears the title proudly. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't gotten that far in the therapy yet. He he has the title. I haven't gotten him to put it on yet. We're we're working on it. We're making progress. Yeah, no, he has uh, raid titles on Scrub. Speaking of which, what have either of you done the, the raid yet? Have I you completed have the raid? I, I just told you what I've been doing. I don't, I don't understand how that was unclear to you. Well, no, you didn't say all you've been doing is Gambit. You just said, hey, I've happened to kill my Gambit. You, you could have fit in a raid in there. It only takes like an hour. Uh, it takes you an hour, maybe. Not with the crew I was playing last time. I was, look, I've completed this a couple times, and then a bunch of our people got together, like like frozen people, right? And we did the raid together. I know I shouldn't have. <laughs> as soon as I saw the ro- the frozen people putting a team together, I knew that was that was a sign not to get involved. But I'm like, you know what? I have time. Why not? Well. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's because I was playing with Frozen and they cursed me or what, but I was the weakest link. And all of a sudden, I went from being, uh, you know, this expert raider that's done all these raids so many times and has already cleared the King's Fall in like 45 minutes to I've forgotten how every encounter works. Just like that. Like, just brain fart, you know? I will, I will give you an hour and a half clear. I will not give you a 45-minute clear. <laughs> that's still not bad especially if it's your first time going through yeah it's that, that is not a bad time to do king's fall isn't even that hard i mean uh as far as i mean you've done it in d1 too right you did king's fall in d1 right mm-hmm. a couple of times bungie tells me the mechanics from there to here actually aren't that different they throw in an extra one here and there, but it's something very easily manageable, you know? And, yeah, dude, if you've done it in D1, you could easily do it in D2. And with, especially with our weapons and everything like that, it's so much easier. And now, one of the hardest parts was that jumping puzzle with all the ships and whatnot. It, people just skate jump across the entire canyon and just make it to the other side without ever touching a ship. So what's the TLDR? If you did King's Fall in D1... And you haven't yet accomplished, haven't yet started doing D2. What's the, I assume other than adding champions, what's the big change? Like, what's like if you were to tell people, you know, what's the elevator pitch on what the differences are? I mean, honestly, not much. Champions is the biggest thing. They, they claim that they've changed a couple of mechanics, but honestly, going through it a couple of times already, I don't notice a difference. You know, uh, you still have to, to. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Even if you went through it the first time, they've added champions for sure. But, like, um, there's really no change in the mechanics themselves. There's changes in, like, now you can do the rotations with only two people instead of three people, and you get more stacks for rotation, things like that. But, uh, you know, now you can pretty much one-phase Golgoroth with the weapons that we have. I mean, it's just 
it, it's easier because of the power creep that we've got in D2. We're so much more powerful in D2 than we are than we were in D1, you know? So if you've played it in D1, or even if you haven't played it, we were sherpaing two people with us, and we still didn't go over like two hours, I don't think, right? So it's not a hard raid to learn. It's Three not hours, a hard raid minutes. to perform. Three hours, 20 minutes. Okay, still, we was sharpening two people through it, and like I said, I forgot every encounter for some reason. I ended up being the weakest link for two encounters, but it doesn't matter. It's still not hard to learn. It's really not hard to learn. Yeah. When I did Kingsfall, when it was the, the day one race for Kingsfall, when it was in Destiny 1, I had a lot, my group of friends that I used to play with in D1, and we got all the way to Golgoroth, and Golgoroth was the, the one thing that kind of completely threw us of mm -hmm. how to do things because we didn't look at we weren't looking at anybody else. We were just trying to go for the raid race, and oh, it, nice. it, 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 it was just really good fun. So we'd managed yeah. to kind of work out totems. We worked out the the war priests, and we got to Golgoroth, and we were just so struggling so much with that. And I mean, admittedly, I knew kind of roughly what I was getting into with Kingsfall. And I did a bit this week. I kind of went back and I've played a, a bit more and I've got a, the sniper rifle and I've got a couple of scouts and I think I've got the machine gun. So I was quite happy. I'm, again, I'm, I'm at Golgoroth because I was helping a group get through because it was a group that kind of hadn't done it before. And I was like, you know, I've, I've done it in D1. I can help you go through. That was good fun. And, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to rush it because I, I know the encounters. And I've again, I've watched Fallout's updated version video on it. So I can kind of get through which is quite cool but okay. yeah it's... i thought i was gonna ask you because i haven't watched the, i haven't watched the encounter videos yet i was gonna actually say do you have a good one i should have known fallout creator of the one minute reserve video is is the place to go <laughs> but yeah, yeah i was gonna ask if you had seen a particularly good guide about yeah because i've i've cleared it a couple times in d1 but yeah i haven't haven't stepped foot in really anything d2 raid wise and i was like this again like baltic glass feels familiar enough but yeah i just it's been a long time and i, and I know they updated it yeah and uh, yeah, it was from what I can gather with, because again, I haven't done Golgoroth, but watching the Fallout video, and you remember that you shoot the, the the drip in the middle of the room to start the encounter, and then you get all the drip bubbles all the way around the room. It sounds mm -hmm. like that you have to shoot each drip bubble down and move the team from bubble to bubble whilst capturing his gaze, which, if I'm not mm. you know wrong, was the challenge mode from Destiny One. But again, everybody subvented that and, and did their own thing. Because I think with, or no, it wasn't the challenge mode, that was it. It was the way that yeah. Bungie wanted you to do it in the original King's Fall. They wanted you to shoot a bubble down, stand in that pool, shoot Golgroth, and then shoot another puddle down, move to that puddle. And people, I think because of the power level or the way that things worked out, people could just stand in one bubble, do enough damage, then get back out do a rotation yep. get back down in the same bubble whereas this time you you have to they've made the mechanics so that you have to go into each bubble you have to have people you with have the gaze move, yeah yeah you have to move which is what i think that they wanted in destiny one but they couldn't couldn't get people to do what they wanted whereas now they can because they, they they've built it into the mechanics of the game so mm, it just sounds mm. like what they what they initially intended for the d1 version to be is now the d2 version oh that's cool yeah, so it's, it's and the the thing with the the bombs with Oryx is practically the same. You kill the ogres and they drop a bomb. You then have to kill the knight to stop the knight from eating the bomb. You then 
can detonate all four bombs at the same time and then that takes you into a damage phase of shooting rx's chest once you come out of that you dodge all the bombs that are dropping down from the ceiling do you remember that and then the the mm -hmm. mini oryx is in the, the 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 dome the thunder dome and then you kind of come yeah. back out and you have to do it all again now there is a way from one of the videos i've seen is that they detonated one bomb at a time and only did a bit of damage to oryx did the bomb run around did the thunder dome so they had they still had to do like the i think it was like about four rotations but they had 13 bombs stacked up on all the other three corners because they just kept going to the one bomb area and detonating that. So they oh, had nice, this, nice. they had 13 bombs. So they could literally kind of not <laughs> one phase in, but like literally one phase in, but after doing. So yeah, it's it just yeah. There are ways of kind of doing the thing, and I'm not sure if uh, the challenge mode will be the same kind of challenge mode that we had in Destiny One, but it, it sounds very similar, and I think or the master version would be a lot harder, but. Funny enough, I was using the same loadout that I was using on the day one for the totems, and I took Galahorn in to, if I need, like, yellow bar out of the way really quickly, I took in my glaive, and I took in a scout rifle, so that if I was on the totem platforms holding the, the aura, I could shoot my scout rifle up at the knights or my Galahorn, anything that came in close range where I was wearing my Laurely helmet, I could glaive them to death, and I also had the shield from the glaive, and if I needed to go and kill the witch and the taken uh, knight that drops the the aura swap ball, I, that was a lot quicker. And I was running that the done and going quite quickly with whoever I was swapping with. It was the other side that were kind of struggling with what kind of loadouts. And that worked really well, even playing this week. And people were kind of, what are you using to get through this so quickly? I was like, just a, just a glaive or and Galhorn, just <laughs> throw everything at it. And it, it just it disappears. And I've got my Laurely Splendor. I'm trying to figure out now how to play it on the Hunter and the Warlock, because, again, I'm not really a main on those, but I'm, I suppose a Warlock, I did see a couple of them, but I'm not sure on Hunter at the moment. Uh, Orpheus Rig and do like tethers and things, but, you know, go invisible, dodge things. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, sure, there's, I'm sure there's videos out there. Uh, yeah. I've, I've even seen the, that's the nice thing about, about dimming the loadouts. I've seen people doing loadouts for each encounter, like, you know, use... Use this and use this loadout in each encounter of this raid, you know, with weapons and whatever else. So it's nice. I said it's never been a better time to to look into this stuff because there's pre-made things for you, or just hey, take this, do this. We have a real, you know, real strong DPS meta right now. I mean, there always has been, but I think Fusco was telling me yesterday he's like, you know, linear fusion rifles is bring those in and lay way, lays waste to everything boss wise. It's we've got we've got good options. Yeah, for for the war priest, um, I was on the right side, and where there's kind of I jumped up on the top area where the war priest is, uh, where the two doors are, where all the the hives spawn out of, and again because I was wearing the loyally splendor, it I threw a hammer out, I got a flame spot, and literally everything coming out the doors or everything trying to run at me and scratch me or punch me <laughs> just was burning in front of me. I had yellow mm -hmm. bar knights, I had witches yellow bars in front of me, throwing their big smoke bombs <laughs> over me. And I'm just standing there, just burning everything to death. I may shoot you, I may not. You know, it was just like, and I think with that, I pulled out the divinity because uh, that was helping with the team with with the DPS because uh, mm -hmm. the war priest is the DPS check of the entire raid. So if you can get past that with doing the amount of damage you can in like three phases, because you have three big crystals that you can hide behind. So there is a fourth damage phase, but if you fail that, you kind of die because you've got no crystal to hide behind. Um, but what I found fun 
this time is I remember when it was Destiny 1 and when you had the crystals light up at the front when it was the um, standing on the three different plates and you had to stand in the right order. I remember having somebody at the front of the crystals doing all the reading. Now it seems to be the, the way to do it is the first person in the middle stands on the, the plate to activate it and then they see where whichever uh, crystal lights up and then they call it out and whoever goes on their plate then looks to see if they can see a crystal. If they can't see the one, if, again, because I was on the right, if I couldn't see the left, it was obviously the middle that stepped on next and then the left, and then we kind of all grouped up with the aura. But with that, there's now knights that spawn on uh, left or the right, and you have two designated people that go and kill these knights to then grab another aura to then extend the aura that you're all kind of bubbled up in. So I think that's why he's such a, a DPS check is because you haven't got all six people firing Whisper of the Worms at him and swapping the gaze over. You've got two people that are designated off somewhere else in the room that are doing like a boss, a mini boss kill to then bring uh, an extension back to the main group. So I think that's why it's so much of a, a DPS. Check. I, I suppose it'll get better as people get more and more powerful. You know, you, you'll probably see people like two crystal him or even a single crystal him i vaguely remember doing it like in one or two crystals with um destiny one but that was destiny one yeah it was, yeah yeah i'm sure as people as people play with it and run with it figure out which combination of the of the yearly artifact you need to use to make you know this weapon this weapon that ability whatever and and yeah we have a full suite of 3-0 subclasses now with aspects of fragments i mean there's a lot of potential of what you can put together so i'm 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 just excited to see what people plan of the booty come up with. <laughs> yeah, and we, we we really should start you know naming some other folks who do builds. There are there are plenty of other folks who do builds out there. His are just easy. I almost feel like like it, it it it's it's things I seem to have. And again, I've I've not unlike respawn from like day one who was you know throwing all of his materials into into building out things. I've just been sort of slowly amassing like high high level armor. Like if it's you know sixty five or above. Yeah. Know, really really like 63 or above honestly like as a total i just take it and throw it in the vault I, I don't really care what it is what season i'm like i'm gonna put you in the vault one day one day you'll become important to me like you know, you'll, you'll have a different you know i've been throwing the armor uh, armor mods on my ghost at the end of the seasons where it's like hey run this thing for high level armor drops throwing all those in the vault because i'm like one day will be that time and last season i was running around with triple 100s on my laurel eye helmet build and yep yeah, you know people are right the numbers do mean something it's a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> so if if you've been like like on the sidelines of a raid like like i want to do one but they seem hard or who's going to sherpa me people people have rose colored glasses on when it comes to kingsfall raid and i promise you it's not going to be hard to find a sherpa it's definitely not going to be hard to learn the mechanics if you've been waiting on a raid this is the raid to, to do you know it's 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 kind of fun uh, the weapons are really good. Uh, some of these weapons are best in slot for this season. So absolutely do it for the scout rifle, the pulse rifle. And if you're a PvP player, the hand cannon. Um, but yeah, just get into it. Find Sherpas. It's not that hard. And Parody, we can walk you through it too. And if I, if I were going to look for a Sherpa, would I, is there some sort of group I can maybe go to on, on some sort of website that would tell me? Like, sure, sure. You know, there's find there's... some Sherpas through some po popular podcasts you may enjoy and listen to? There, there's a few of them. There's the 100.io, which even though I have access to, it is always scrolling across my screen. I rarely ever use it. <laughs> but it exists. It's a really good place for people to go. 
um, if you're on Discord, there is a Discord link. I'll have to send Demon, so Demon can put it in the show notes from this point forward. But it anybody's welcome, and it's an LFG for Discord, basically, and it breaks it down by raid or by dungeon or even by activity if you're looking for any specific activity and you're on PC. And then there's the whole Xbox LFG if you're on Xbox, and I don't know how PlayStation does it. Sorry. But yeah, so that's PC, Xbox, and then 100.io, which covers all platforms. So those are the places you can go to find groups to do raids. Yeah. And 100.io is nice because you can, if you have, you know, if there's like three or four of you and you can put put a group together, you can say it like we're requesting your Sherpa or, hey, we have a new member. You know, you can sort of set that expectation of here's what we're looking to do. You know, there's four of us. We need two more. And, you know, we need to be Sherpa through this. We're competent. We just need to be pointed in the right direction. Or you can say, hey, I've got a group together. Let's knock this out in an hour and roll with that. So it's nice because you can put these groups together. Especially, it's especially nice if you're saying, hey, I've got, I've got you know, my, my Thursday night's free. I've got four hours. I can go play video games. Let me put up a post that says, hey, on Thursday, I want to run this raid. Let me find you know five on that Thursday night, and you'll be all set. And honestly, I think what Parody's talking about is probably the best part of 100.io is the fact that you can schedule it. It's not, we need somebody right here, right now, let's go. Ah! It's like, no, I'm, I'm available on Thursday between these times. This is what we need. And you can schedule it. And you got a week or two weeks or a month or however long you can put it out for people to decide, you know what, I'm going to join this guy. And I have plenty of time. No stress involved. Which is nice, too, because you can also say, you know, like, like, like people who are, you know, you can have six or seven or eight people. So if someone says, oh, I can't make it and, and you know, doesn't show up or has to go you've got some alternates you can throw in. And it's not just for raids, it's for anything. If you're trying to get through dungeons, if you just want to say, hey, I want to go run Trials for fun. When Trials comes back up, hey, I want to run Iron Banner, but I want to do it you know, with some people to talk to and have a good time with, you can put that out there and say, hey, just looking to have fun, looking to put a group together. That's, I mean, heck, that's why this show exists. That's why our clan exists. That's how we met all the people we play with now. So it's a great way just to meet people and hang out. And yes, if you're wondering... Frozen actually invited Respawn to a raid once upon a time. Yes, they did. And they have yet to get rid of me. Regretted every day since. Oh, wait, sorry. Was that my call? Ladies and gentlemen. Hear me, he Respawns. Report. Rayonger. Greetings, me hearties. Have you battened down ye hatches? Are your sails full wind? Are you chasing that horizon? If the answer to any of these is yes, then, well, ye have a problem. And I'm here to fix it by giving you the report roundup. First, we have Bungie Help saying, due to an issue, the Quicksilver Storm exotic auto rifle has been disabled in the following activities. We were talking about this last night, and Cheese Forever put up the video about this after it was addressed. And the problem was, on PS5, you could literally go invincible using this gun. And when I say invincible, I mean even boss white mechanics could not kill you. Moving on, we have ammunition. I don't know how I went from pirate to southern all of a sudden. I can't do pirate voice. <laughs> I don't play Destiny, but I happen to. I don't play Destiny, but I happened across this post on Reddit. 
Maybe some of my Destiny playing friends could share the sweet gesture for a dad and his daughter. So we've all started doing this already. I haven't been online yet to do it myself, but I'll be doing it as soon as I get home. Uh, there's a dad. He lost his oldest son to cancer, right? And he's not asking for money. He's not asking for a charity. He didn't make it GoFundMe as far as I'm aware. All he wants us to do for this month of September is to deck ourselves out in gold. Your guardian, your weapon, everything that you can deck out in gold, deck in gold for him. He just wants recognition for the cancer that is killing not only his oldest, but many, many children around the world. So uh, for those of you out there that are getting mad at people for wearing gold instead of donating, he didn't have the donations. So get the stick out your ass and just wear gold, right? Um, but yeah, so the whole story is this. May 2nd, 2020, my family and I lost my oldest to Ewig's sarcoma, an aggressive pediatric cancer. So the September before losing her was the first time I started asking those of you who would go gold for the month of September as a childhood cancer awareness month. And gold is the color associated with it. No monetary gains, just a supportive gesture asked by one dad to others. So I'm asking again, would you... My fellow dads and guardians, please join me and go gold for the month of September. It would be awesome to see a tower full of gold titans, hunters, and warlocks. And yes, hunters, I know we're used to wearing black or being camouflaged or hiding in the dark, but I think for the month of September, it might be okay to be a little ostentatious. I know I'm going to be. And that's Respawn uh, saying th that, not the dad saying that. Yeah, no, that's me. Yeah, Respawn is going to be ostentatious for September, which is out of character, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on DMG says shaders apply in different ways to different armor materials classes a few shaders to consider off the top of my head and this is to turn you gold so uh, DMG is helping you turn your guardian gold he says you have the testudo that is T-E-S-T-U-D-O you have dawning welcome iron gold golden empire gold leaf the verdant crown Callus's Shadow, Midnight Talons, Gold Trace, and Callus's Treasured. Now, these have gold in them, but depending on the armor and or weapon you're applying them to, you may have more, less, or no gold. It's just shaders interact weird. So, at least some of these are going to turn your armor gold if you have them on hand. And weapons, sorry. We have TWY at Twalia. I guess that's how you say that. I don't know who needs to know this, but these are the shaders with gold. I have no life. Thank you, and you're welcome. Uh, Rivalry Stoic. Uh, yep, that's a new one. Okay, Rivalry Stoic. Iron Precious. Peat Bog Boogie. And we've already said the Tetsudo. So, yeah, there's three more. Rivalry Stoic, Iron Precious, and Peat Bog Boogie. That's, a, that's just a fun one to say. Peat Bog Boogie. I like that. There's more. There's more? Yeah. Wait, where? There's four pictures there. Uh, I've only got the one, bud. Well, for for those of us out here in the world, there's also, let's see, Rivalry Stoic. Okay, that's one you said. There's also Regal Medallion, Reanimated Verve, Iron Wolf, Golden Trace, Nougat Delight, Callus's Shadow, 44 Steel, House of Myron, M-E-Y-R-I-N, Callus's Treasured, Midnight Talons, Dawning Hope, and Precursor Vex Chrome. So there's a bunch of gold ones that should actually have your character be gold. Yeah, no, I don't see that on my phone Discord for some reason. But yeah, what he said. Mm -hmm. um, 
Goth, Goth, Gothalion. Goth a lion. No, Gothalion. Please, please tell me you're familiar with this name. Please, please. I am telling you, I am familiar with this name. Very good. No, he didn't say if I had done the truth. Uh, day 693 of asking at Bungie to bring back glass needles and change their usage to allow the reallocation of one to three stat points per armor piece. Not a bad way to use them. Yeah. Chief's Forever says, Bungie expects me to craft a tarnished metal when I haven't even got it to drop once. Yeah. I feel this. Yeah. I feel this a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially now that they've made it random. Well, you only need two of them. Well, two is a lot when you can't get any. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so it's a weapon, is it? Okay. Yeah, the the tarnished uh, metal is a is a weapon. Shadow, Destiny two population at the start of the season one point six three million. One point six million. Destiny two population at the start of last season one point three million. So we've got point three million additional players to the game. PvP population is up because the overall population is up. The TWAB seems to imply that this population increase is a direct result of skill-based matchmaking, and I very much disagree. So Asacross said something very similar to this, and Asacross, when he was reading the TWAB, actually got a little upset about this. He's try- Again, they're trying to say that skill-based matchmaking is why it's better. And that's and they say no, it's definitely not because skill based matchmaking. It's because people are playing the game more in general, and they just happen to be playing more PvP because there's more people. So don't get too confused. With that, I don't think Bungie can really say much to the population of Season of the Plunder compared to the previous season. Because when they started Season of Plunder, do you remember the big showcase that we had at the beginning? They went oh, look, this is going to be free for the next week on all these platforms. You can play whatever you like. Now, the amount of people that then that gets word of mouth passed around, people then stun the influx of people coming into the game. I don't think how they, I don't see how they can judge the numbers of the start of the season of The Haunted to the season of Plunder because you've, you announce your game is free for a week. Now, if that, if they measured it over, if they did that each season, the first week of the season is free, all the uh, DLCs are free, then come back to me next, you know, the season after and go, right, this is the numbers. And this, this thing with the, the PvP population and the skill-based matchmaking thing, we've had like about a week. That That's it. There's been about, probably not even that, because the amount of times that they've made a, an error in, in what they're actually doing with skill-based. Let's, let's wait more than a week before we kind of come back and go, oh, these are good numbers, or oh, these are bad numbers. What? What? I, I just, I don't get it. I really don't get why we, we're putting. Well, what like you're, what you're misunderstanding is this is very yeah, intentional. It's, it's real. Bunchy knows why there's more numbers, but they're trying to make it seem like what they've done is the reason for these numbers being higher. They're trying to trying to puff their chest out. They're trying to make themselves seem like you know the decisions we've made are why we have more players, right? And in doing so, they're hoping to get more of a fan base, right? Bungie knows why the numbers are up, but if you admit why the numbers are up, they're going to undercut their overall uh, idea of getting more people to play, right? So you don't want to expose the negative about it. You want to try to puff up the positive, even if the positive is kind of misleading, right? Yeah, I I mean, I I don't understand why they've got this in the the TWAB. I mean... 
the, it says the first week of the season of plunder, 140,000 more hours of control have been played in the first week of the season of Hornet because the game was free. Where'd you go when you, oh, oh, I'll play the game. Oh, what's this PVP mode? Oh, control is the big circle in the middle. We'll all head there and have a game of control. Of course, you're going to get an increase of players. It's all a load of rubbish. And of course, and of course, yeah. you know, we're, we're glossing over the fact that you brought it to an entirely new platform. The, the people who are on the Epic Store. Yeah. Who you know couldn't didn't have couldn't oh, get whatever true. before. True. You've, you you you've given it to an entirely new group of people who you know may not for whatever reason have had access to the game before. And again, it's free and everything was free for a week. Let's see, you know, where do those numbers go? And, and not that, just that, that trials but comes back. On top of making everything free, you've also given people a Gallahorn with the exotic uh not the exotic with its uh, catalyst, right? Right. So, well, I mean, yeah, the, the game is free. It, yeah. You have a new platform. And now, on top of all this, we'll give you a Gallahorn for free. And especially those that played D1, they know what the Gallahorn is. And had they not played D2 up to this point, that might get them back in the game. Wait, you mean I can get the Gallahorn for free when all these other idiots paid for it? Let's well, go, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, you still have to run the dun- you still have to go, you know, earn it in the dungeon. But yeah, but you, you have access to the content now. Yeah, that, that was the a big dungeon is point not where hard. Didn't want to pay for it before. <laughs> Right. No, no, I just want to be just be clear that it, like you don't get it the moment you download Epic. It doesn't come with the Epic download. You still have yeah, to, go, and to you make know, the... play the game to earn it. But yeah, it, it's available to you now without paying any money for it. And to make it even more enticing, right? New players, you know, you got all these blueberries and these kindergartens that just joined, right? They don't even have to start at minimum level. As soon as they get access to the helm, they get access to the treasure chest. They get some all to a minimum of 1540. And at 1540, you can very easily do the dungeon to get the Gallahorn. So even more enticing. It's like, so mm-hmm. I can get it immediately. I don't even have to level up because you've given me a box of powerful gear. You know? Yep. Anyway. Exactly what yep. they said they were going to do. Exactly. So Dim, rejoice, my brothers and sisters, for Dim is fast again. The Destiny V6 2.0.2 patch brought us back to our ludicrous speed self again. Do note that there is an issue with pulling from Postmaster and locking an item. Bungie is looking into this. There is no ETA on a fix at this moment. Yeah, so when they say they're fast again, for those of you that don't know, you go to transfer a weapon into your inventory, and about 10 minutes, I am not joking, I am not exaggerating, about 10 minutes later, that weapon pops into your inventory. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So hopefully yeah. we have our normal speeds back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which was an issue with the API when the new season launched, because that's why they turned off the APIs for Destiny 1, is yep. Destiny's API. You know, it wasn't demo, it wasn't a Shark Commander, it wasn't Little Light, it wasn't any of the apps you use. Heck, it wasn't Destiny's own app. It was the underlying API making everything slow. And with the hotfix, now we've hotfixed, and now we're fast again. And it's beautiful. But again, like they said, it's not completely up to 100%. There are still some bugs they have to work out. So mm-hmm. at least the speed is back, though. Uh, Jay Overrated says, So people seemed pretty upset yesterday about a lost sector being reskinned for a mission in Destiny 2. Wait till they find out how much of Catch Crash is actually from the Destiny 1 strike, The Shadow Thief. <laughs> so, everything is reskinned. For those of you that haven't realized that everything in Destiny is a reskin or a, a, a bring back of something else, you're not paying attention, right? They'll bring back one new raid, or they'll give us one new raid a year, but for the rest of the year, it's raids from D1 that they've just reprised. 
or dungeons that we've always had access to, you know? I mean, until this new until this new PvP map, y'all haven't had a new PvP map in nine... No, wait, six years, wasn't it? No, we did. Nine hundred yeah. something days. Yeah, we we had the... Yeah. Nine hundred something days, so three years. Sorry. Yeah, three years it took you to get a new PvP map. Everything's reprised, guys. So if this is surprising you, you haven't been paying attention. No, if this is surprising, you haven't been here since the beginning with House of Wolves. Do you remember that? That was so funny. It was literally the reverse of other missions, going mm-hmm. back through the missions in the reverse. People were like, oh, we're going reverse. Oh, it, it's literally that strike or that mission in reverse. And they did that for some time. There was like a strike that was reverse of this and uh, a mission that was reverse of that. It was like, yeah, and, they've and, always and- done it. Yeah, and these people who were surprised at that didn't play Halo, where the entire Halo mission was run to this side of the map, do a thing, and come back to where you started. This is just Halo all <laughs> over again. None I guess. This I, ha- I haven't played Halo, so... Um... Oh, you know, dude, Halo campaigns were literally like, run to this side of the room, you know, defuse the bomb, activate the thing, reroute the power, make sure your jets are working, and then go back to where you started to get up again and do it all over again. That was Halo campaign. It's... Go here, come I back, always like the back. reverse maps, though. I like that Lord of Wolves because it always reminded me of. It's going to sound like a stretch, but it reminded me of Mario Mario Kart Mirror Courses, right? So mm-hmm. you've been playing Mario Kart going this one direction for 50 cc, 100 cc, 150 cc. You're very used to this direction. You know all the shortcuts. You know the secrets. You know the turns. You've got the muscle memory, and then they flip it on you. <laughs> You know, I enjoyed that, and it gave me it gave me a nostalgic vibe whenever the House of Wolves came around and you went through everything backwards. Yes, it is reused content, but your muscle memory is different. You know, I I feel I feel it was okay, but you know, it's your yeah, opinion. Sparrow Racing League win <laughs> for real. Um, Destiny Bulletin, Destiny Killer, Game Rent, Halo Infinite's ten year plan could give Destiny Two a serious run for its money. Although 10 years is often marketing talk when it comes to games, Halo Infinite could set the bar for new ongoing games and challenge Destiny 2. Destiny 2 will have delivered two major expansions and four seasons worth of content in roughly the same amount of time it's taken Halo Infinite to get Forge and Cancel Couch Coop. Co-op. Co-op. I knew that. I just, I just love that there's another like, oh, Destiny Killer number four trillion, whatever. Like, nah, nah, bro, get on our level. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of games out there which pull you away from Destiny. I mean, there have been. There, there's always games. You have Elden Ring. You have uh, no, Anthem. You have a lot of them that that pulled you yeah, away Anthem, from Destiny Anthem's for a little not bit. A game. <laughs> Sorry, but the problem, the problem is, is. Destiny, Destiny is like a toxic relationship, right? You know you shouldn't be together. You know that anytime you're together, it's toxic, bad things happen, you know? So it's just, it, it, no matter what game pulls you from Destiny, you're going to come back, you know? It's the ex that's always there waiting with open arms, ready to start that toxic relationship again. Because there's always, there's always new stuff to do. It, it's, it's not one ex coming back. It's coming back to a slightly different ex every time. There's always something that you step away from Destiny. Look, just because she changes back, her hair color or it, gets different nails doesn't mean she's a different woman, okay? <laughs> Still the same underlying ex, but yeah, things are different. She's got a new car. She does her hair different now. You know, whatever, right? Uh, Bungie says that they're not vaulting Nessus in Destiny 2, at least not for now. Everyone can breathe e- 
can breathe easy about Nessus, says Assistant General Manager Dan McAuliffe. McAuliffe? McAuliffe? McAuliffe. However you say that. Uh, I wasn't really worried about Nessus going away. We don't really do anything on it. It'd be sad to see Failsafe go away, I guess. But Nessus has a lot of Failsafe and Cade interactions, and I thought they were getting rid of all the Cade stuff. Right? But they didn't say they're not getting rid of all the Cade stuff. They just said they're not getting rid of the planet. Yeah, they just said Nessus isn't going away. That's it. Period. Full stop. Yeah, but well, I mean, Cade is a big part of Nessus. He's got a lot of adventures, interactions. If you with... take him out, does it really matter? No. Yeah. Well, if though, that, that's the thing. You're, if you're did they remove them. all the Cade-related missions, will you actually like where he's popping through the teleporter? Right? Is that gone? Don't know. I don't know. Probably do I. Replay and tell us. Okay, so Joe Blackburn. I do know that name. We have no plans. <laughs> we have no plans to vault content aside from the yearly rotation of seasons. I think what's important here is that the problem is hard and can feel like we're asking our team to defy gravity. We don't want to make the promise we can't keep if we hit a dead end. Now, when they talk about seasons, what does that mean? Like next that, season, that, we're getting that means Neptune. Season, that means the seasonal no. content. No, 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 no. See, see, don't make this mistake. There's the okay. seasonal content. That comes and goes every three months. Like yeah, and then, there, and, then there, and, then the big, and then there's the big expansions. Like the things you got with Witch Queen were different than the things you got with that season. You know, the throne world is still here, even though that season has ended. Neptune sticks around for all of Lightfall. So Neptune will be there for the four seasons of Lightfall. Now each activity, you know, you're not you're not you're not out here running menagerie, you're not here running sundial. So those were seasonal activities that came and went. So it's things that drop with the season. So just like, you know, we're not going to be doing Catch Crash after the season. It's a seasonal activity. It comes and goes. You might so, be not uh, doing so, it, but I still be doing it next season. Arr, until yeah. it goes away. Yeah, so those are the pieces that come and go, which is super confusing with things like Lightfall because it's like, okay, wh which of this goes away in three months and which of this is here for the year? So that's what they're saying. The stuff that, you know, is part of the season itself. When you buy the season pass to get to it, that's the stuff that they're going to cycle in and out, and that's what they've always done. That doesn't change. All but right. The big, the so big they mean, the, they mean the activities, not not places. Okay. I'm tracking. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out a better way to put it, but yeah. Activities, weapons, armor sets, you know, the place stays, but, but the icon on the map might disappear. So basically, <laughs> the helm that you're using at the moment, that you can now, at the moment, three seasons in, we can still go back and play the Sarps Battlegrounds. We can go and play the Crown of Sorrow stuff on the Leviathan. We can play the Season of Plunder stuff on the ships. That will still be around until Lightfall drops, because that's when they take away all the seasons. So normally, when like last year when we had uh, before the Witch Queen, you had all the all four seasons were playable right up until that last point. So the last season. Uh, you only get like the the fourteen weeks that we get to play it, but if you if you come into it in that last season, you get to play the the previous three seasons worth of content for that whole last season because they had to keep it in the game to keep people. But they said they didn't they didn't want to remove it, didn't they? Because we had the crow at the helm, we had the crow in the spiders den. There was like different crows all over the place because they were all doing different things. Do you remember that? And it was mm -hmm. all different parts of the story. So we won't get like season of the haunted season of plunder. I can't remember what the witch queen one once was that came along with that. The stuff with the Cyclops battleground stuff. 
that won't all be going away until lightfall and even then they've said like maybe the leviathan might stick around and you'll still be doing stuff on that but it might not necessarily be the season's content so they might might still keep stuff around all right well moving on because apparently i have 15 minutes um destiny bulletin says new forged in grace emblem is now available via bungie awards how do you get this emblem Complete any version of the King's Fall Raid, and this is a respawn-approved emblem. It's got a little green icon that's that's hidden all in blackness, and then as you go further to the right, that blackness lets up into a purple color, and you see a bunch of chains coming across it. It's pretty cool. I like this design. So just complete the King's Fall Raid, any version of it, and you get a cool emblem. Mm-hmm. So have you got your cool We also emblem? have... Uh, I do. Uh, new link your egs account to your bungee profile to get two new fortnite and fall guys inspired emblems in destiny 2 now available via bungee awards and respawn doesn't know if he approves he's confused if you like fortnite and fall guys you'll probably like these but whatever very pinky oh is that it yeah, so you've got Eye oh, of the Storm, which is your Fortnite one, and the Newtonian Acceleration Crew, which has got a crown on it for your Fall Guys. And how to link your accounts? You have to log into the Bungie.net, go to your settings. Well, before you go that far, what is an ECG? What, 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 what kind of account is Games this? Store. Epic Games Store. See, I didn't know that because I don't have Epic Games. Because you didn't listen last week. So That's you look- accurate. You log into your Bungie.net account, you go to your settings and account linking. And if you scroll down, because if you've linked like your your Twitch, if you've linked uh, Xbox, PlayStation, Steam, yeah. GitHub, yeah. I think Amazon. is another one. And all, yeah. yeah, all your things are linked on there. And they'll yeah. be the one Amazon for, for the drops. Yeah, Epic Game Store will be at the bottom that says, you know, you need to go into it and link it. So click on that. That will take you. I think you have to write, you click on it and you type link account and then it takes you to the epic account store to then link your thing because it might think you're a robot just saying that because that's what i encountered it you thought i was a robot could be a robot it could be or i could be a a robot a couple times today i'm a pirate today you know part of me is glad i'll be going in 15 minutes you'll miss us you anyway, will have so scurvy sea dog. Arr. That's for the respawns report roundup. A respawn rent for us this week on Titans one shotting people in the crucible. Because uh, I've seen several videos that ye have put together making an argument for the one shot shoulder charging Titans. There are. are I only put one again? video for the PvP one, the other ones are PvE, which I don't have a problem Arr. with. Uh, my problem is, 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 is I do have a rant, but I'm in the middle of an airport and I'm not about to Arr. start yelling. <laughs> Just don't there be swearing at me, because I'll be making yeah. you walk the tank. Actually, they're boarding now, so no, I don't have a rant, I guess. Arr. Not this week. Oh, good there. <laughs> so I am getting on a jet plane. I don't know when I'll be back again. But uh, yeah, if, if the show's still going on when I get off, I'll join back. Otherwise... We'll catch y'all later. We need a pirate goodbye there. How do pirates say goodbye? Don't they just, like, sail into the horizon all mysteriously? They start a song there, me hearty. I'm Yo-ho! not singing a pirate song. 
Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. Arr! Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to start singing the SpongeBob SquarePants opening here in a second. Go on then. I'm not. <laughs> I can get copyright for that. Uh, no, like I said, if y'all are here, when I get back, maybe there'll be something. But for right now, I got to dip. So, do this. How do pirates say goodbye? I think we just walk the plank and splash into the water. So now that we've got rid of that scurvy sea dog, shall we move into this week at Bungie, 41st of September 2022, our Mihari there, Peroti. Army, mate, do you believe we shall? We have Hippie here for this week at Bungie. The weekend of watching Guardians take on the Taken King once, and we're now back with a matchmaking update and more pirate puns. Arr, who doesn't love a good pirate pun? Debating whether I need to continue this voice or if I can. Our <laughs> <laughs> watching you all take on King's Fall this past week has been incredible. For many, this was a welcome return to the feel-good nostalgia with a challenging twist, even though Respawn doesn't think it was. For others, it was a first shot at experiencing the part of Destiny history for themselves. Regardless of where you fall on the spectrum of players, there's one thing we can agree on. Our jumping puzzles aren't as bad as walking the plank. They're the bane of our existence. And those hilarious and often failed attempts aren't a fire team bonding moment. I don't know what is our it gets the crew together. Yeah, no, I can't keep that up. <laughs> Partially because I have to stop from laughing as I do it. <laughs> and your throat gets all good, like scratchy. <laughs> and I'm looking at the water going, this was enough for this show, but now I'm not so sure. Now, I know I said I wanted to get into the TWAB, but before I forget, there's something I want to kind of tell new guardians or new players or returning players that are coming back into the game, something that my friend who's um, just got back into playing Destiny told me the other day. And we he was chatting to me about like doing different things and how to get back into it. And we were talking about doing, he said that he'd, I, I said to him about the, the 30th anniversary pack is free from Epic at the moment to download. You don't even need to kind of buy anything, just you can link your Epic store and get that and get the Galahorn and things like that. So we were talking about that. And what he found out is that if you haven't progressed any of Xur in the Eternity quest line, you can abandon it when the next quest is to open a treasure chest. It will then always seem to drop you the battle rifle. And with that, because the battle rifle this season is craftable, it's a good thing. So he says he's opened 10 chests so far, and every time he's had a battle rifle, and he's had two red borders from that. So that's oh, nice. quite... It's a really good weapon as well. And I've got yeah. in the show notes... and I'll, I'll pull it up now because we're talking about it. There is a video from Astacross going over the BXR Battler crafted PvP god roll. But then Plunder, our boy Plunder, put out a BXR Battler crafted PvE god roll uh, that you mm. need to kind of check out. Now, you know, Astacross is going to go for Kill Clip, but with Plunder, I think he went with Incandescent and I think Demolitionist on there. And he shows you. Oh, and I think there was there was demolitionist and pugilist as well. I, I watched the videos because I'm not 100 percent sure on which ones they were, but it, he was showing you on a warlock that if he had if if he had the different perks on it, he could literally get either his grenade or his melee back 
within seconds. And he was running through, I think it was the 1600 Lost Sector on the Moon, just easily like 20, 30 levels below, just breezing champions and things like that. It's just so, yeah, go and check those videos out because if you want to be a PvP god, the BXR battle is worth it. Uh, good pulse rifle. And if you want to be a PvE god, go and check out the uh, Blunders video. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally forgot. You know, obviously everyone's focused on the Galahorn and the Grasp of Avarice dungeon. But I, yeah, I forgot that Dares is sort of relevant again because of the craftable weapons. I mean, the, the weapons out of Dares weren't bad to begin with, but the fact that you can craft them now, once you once you can craft them, you never have to set foot in Dares again because you're good. Or unless you <laughs> just want to, want to get infinite heavy ammo kills. Well, I, I feel that I, I'm going to need at least two BXRs now. And with that, I mean, looking at some of the other weapons in there, do I need two rolls of, because at the moment where it's not as easy to kind of swap out the perks, you can craft it up to level, I think, 15 and have perks on that weapon. But then to go back and recraft it, just one for PvP, one for PvE, every time I want to go and jump into those activities, right. it's not as easy as selecting a node on the weapons that drop. You have to kind of, if it's a crafted weapon, yeah, I, mean, uh, I think it's something and recrafted yeah. each time. You, know, like, you, you, you can't just say like a part. It's you're you're recrafting the entire weapon every time, and yeah, and, and you can't just do that from dim. You can't just pull it from collection or, or say apply this mod to it. It's yeah, you've got to go rebuild that weapon every time, mm. which I imagine will run through materials at a decent clip too. And also just yeah, you're making a trip to the Enclave every time you want to go do this. Like back in D1, before we had apps, having to go visit the vault like a peasant and <laughs> <laughs> put things in and out of it that way. I did think it was funny, I, you know, because because with the season drop and all the APIs were kind of slow and sort of, you know, error prone. Some people were like, I am going to the tower, to the vault to pick up weapons like this is a D1 raid again, which I just had <laughs> I got a good kick out, out of. Yeah, because uh, again, when I was playing on the, the, the day one, what was quite funny is that I don't know if it was just like at the time I clicked on to like transferring a couple of weapons to me and I got my weapons within seconds, whereas Andy... He he clicked on his and like fifteen to twenty <laughs> minutes later he went oh that's suddenly shown up I was like <laughs> yeah yeah they were they were variable at best yeah <laughs> oh, yeah it's, it's it's all good fun looking back at it now yeah it's a new season you never know what's going to happen with it no so 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 so, so Bungie, Bungie has written a lot of words about crucible matchmaking check in and just a titan bubble in a dream. They've written yeah. a lot of words about the. Uh, I appreciate how we've gone from skill based matchmaking to you know a, a loose skill based matchmaking, and and, and principal designer Alan Blaine's here with the type check and the PvP verse for Season of Plunder, and again they they wrote lot they've written lots of words which we sort of talked about already about, you know they're they're putting some of these numbers out based on the season going live and how people are playing control how they're finding control with the with the quote loose skill based matchmaking. I I I I've been reserving judgment because I hadn't really played any control up yeah. until yesterday, so I jumped in yesterday with with uh, Panoramics eighteen Fusco and Pale Rider joined us. We did we did some Gambit, you know, because who doesn't love a good, good bit of Gambit? And then jumped into PvP and played some Control. Now the three of them were on PC and I was on the Xbox. Yeah, so I'm definitely you know for one I'm playing in the PC pool for what that's worth, which honestly I didn't. I mean again didn't really notice much difference it was still whoever had the best player in the lobby wins you know we were running okay. as a as a 
you know, I say the term for stack. There were four of us. We were in a stack, but this is not a mighty thing to fear, at least for <laughs> at least for, you know, two to three of us. I think Pale and Fusco are decent PvP peers. Pan and I, we were also there. I mean, but but again, like we we mercyed a team one time. We got mercy. Like it's it was sort of the typical crucible experience. Now we did give Pan the leadership, who you know from all of us, I'm going to say plays the least crucible of all. Because I had seen people saying, you know, there does seem to be sort of whoever has the host in your group. It does mm-hmm. seem to sort of try try to do the skill based matchmaking on their level. Which, if that's the case. I don't know what what trials wins Pan's been racking up because they it definitely put us into some you know you know we weren't against you know the PvP you know the PvP streamers you know I didn't see Destiny Fun Police out there but but it was definitely lobbies where you know the top person on our side had maybe a, you know a two o something you know a two two point something KD and then like the top three on the other side had like five three four like we're all above you know well above us. It just, mm-hmm. you could very clearly see like this team's KD at the end versus that team's KD. It's like if five of their six players had higher KDs than the top guy on our team. Again, I don't know what we're matching skill to, but we're not doing a great job of it, which really uh, has never really been much different. I mean, you know, the meta changes, they, they tweak things on the back end. I never see much of a difference. I'm, I mean, I'm very firmly like a 1-0 KD, like middle of the road. I have good games. I have terrible games, PvP player. Like I am, I don't feel like I'm in either end, you know, of the extreme. I'm somewhere more or less, you know, middle, middle low of the field of people playing PvP. Yeah. I never really feel like I've seen much of a difference. You know, again, they've written all these words about turning this on and turning that and doing this and doing that. And I'm like, it's basically the same experience for me. And maybe that's sort of the point is I'm not an extreme one way or the other. I still feel like I'm playing with a lot of people on average way better than I am, than I am people who are not better than I am, you know, who are, who are, who are obviously sort of, you know, finding their way or just, you know, getting shot, stopping, looking around to see who shot me versus, you know, dodging away and hitting you with a hand cannon from across the map. So this was all a long random, you know, a long ramble to say, have you stepped into, into PVP at all this week? And have you had any, what was your experience been like? If so, I haven't. No, I'm waiting for my Iron Banner. But I have heard two varying opinions. Now, I listened to the DCP podcast, and I, Miss 5000 Watts was explaining that she's found it a, very difficult. She's come up against a lot of higher skill players, and I think it was that she, you know, the, the matchmaking times were a little bit mm-hmm. longer. So she's finding it on the other side of the spectrum that it's, hers has kind of gone to the i'm not enjoying this as much anymore and i think tefty test was saying the same kind of thing that you know he goes in he plays a bit of it but that's enough he used to play you know all the time and enjoy it and play and have fun but now he he knows that you know where his skill is at that just he can only go in and enjoy it for a certain period of time Mm -hmm. and then you've got kate catcher on the other side who was on the last word podcast this week talking about his uh, feelings on it and he was saying that he really enjoyed it you know the the way that it's come out for him it's been on the the enjoyable side of that you're up against people that are kind of similar skill a bit like you you know and it's a good fight between the games and i think apart from i think they both shared that the there was a lot of people that have quit out of matches, but it seems to be that the same maps mm. are coming up time and time again. And people are just yes. going, I, I don't yes. want to play this map for the 10th go in a row. 
I'm I'm com- I'm going to quit the match, which leaves you kind of in a quandary of maybe sometimes it's two versus yep. six. Um, again, because I haven't experienced this, I can't kind of give you first-hand knowledge. I can only go by what I listen to on the other podcasts and what you're saying. So, but yeah. yeah that, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the, the ma- yeah, yeah. I mean, the map, the map selection just continues being being terrible. Like, like it's at the point now. I don't even know which maps are theoretically in which pools because I think, I think, and I'm not even positive. I think there's a difference. You know, if if I go do. If I go do Rift versus I go do Control, you know, you know, basically, you know, Control who's up every single week versus you know whatever like our rotator is, we don't touch the the you know quote unquote competitive PvP list because there's no real reason ever to do that unless there's a weekly challenge for it. But yeah, it's like it feels like you're just it feels like it'll pick two matches. Like I spent so much time in Bannerfall and uh, the map with the church in it that I of course can't remember the name of. Oh yeah, it it felt like it was those two maps. Like, I mean, I think we played five or six games and it, and it felt like, oh, it's like to be loaded into the same map over and over and over. Like, to, like if it wasn't the same map four times in a row, it was three out of four. Like, it's just, and, and yeah, we, like, I know it's like some people quitting in and out. Like, it wasn't big group. You know, we didn't lose like a team at any point. But uh, I mean, there was definitely a good bit of people coming and going, but that's, again, I've only played, you know, a handful of games. It's not like I've, I've, you know, no life like I did with Gambit. But but it's like oh yeah it was like so we had eternity, three no eternity two rusted lands in a row, ultra flame fragment javelin and then another like yeah widow's court yeah so it, so it was like widow's court vostok widow's court twilight gap widow's court rusted lands it's like is this widow's court day did, did we not get enough time <laughs> in widow's court it's like it just like there is a pool and I understand there's some level of randomness and you have you know twelve people you're trying to put together. And I understand you're trying to give some randomness so, you know, everybody isn't on the same maps all the time. Yeah. But when, like, you know, you know, when I'm looking at the, at the list, I'm like, okay, 10 of us were here in this last match, and we're back in the same, you know, rusted lands again. It's like, really? Really? Can we not go somewhere else? It, it, it Yeah, just that randomization just does not really feel random at all. And it is disheartening when you're in the same match in the same map every single time, it feels like. Which it's funny now looking at the at the game history, which if you're curious, if you go to Bungie.net, you under your profile you can see what your game history is and you know where you've actually gone. It, it it's funny looking back at it because it definitely feels when you're playing it like you play the same match six times in a row. Looking at it, it's like okay, it was you know there was some variety, so maybe that's part of it, and is it feels like you're in Rusted Lands every single time. It feels like you've played Widow Court six times in a row. In reality, you haven't, but it just it feels like when it's like every other one or every third one that keeps coming up, which I think also just speaks to we need more maps. We need yeah. more variety of maps in this game. There's just not enough maps, which everybody who's touched PvP has said forever. You know, we got the one new map after three whatever years. And it's like, okay, we brought this one back and now we're going to take some away and bring those back. And yeah, it's it just needs some love Poor PvP over there. Well, what I wasn't aware of, and I suppose that's why they're saying in the 12, is that they were going to do, the, with the reset on August 23rd, they were going to implement the loose skill-based matchmaking control. But instead, players who joined control found themselves matching up against anyone and everyone. Now, I think we kind of heard that when there was, like, they put out a tweet saying, oh, the PC players are now not going to be playing with the console players. We kind of just turned the everything on button. But you're never sure whether that's an intentional thing or whether it's an actual thing of they just want to just leave it unchecked to see if it works internally and then go, oh, 
we you know we'd now turn that off you know yeah yeah it, 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 it's interesting because that's one of the things in one of the one of the article we'll get to after the twab is is they were talking about like for, with with life all coming up it's like hey we're gonna be making big changes to the game and, you know it's like we're gonna do some some weird experiments over the next couple of seasons and you almost wonder because they're like yeah we're looking for data well is this one of the you know let's let's day one our population will be at the highest with this new release let's just sort of leave everything off and just see how this pool works together just get some data of everyone when they're not aware of it at the moment you know just loading in and seeing what the experience is you know just just generating a pile of data over that first 24 hours yeah 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 i often i often wanted the same thing if, if we're i mean which again if that's the case great fine do it you know and and if you're trying to do it, you know, you can't tell us ahead of time because then people will go, well, I don't want to PC pool with people. Like, exactly. Because honestly, again, I mean, again, I've not played, you know, expansive amounts of time in the PC pool, but it's like, there are people better than me everywhere. It doesn't really matter. No. No. And I mean, they do say that it was a bug that they fixed. And when they did find it and fix it, it was around 7 p.m. on that day. And I think that's PDT normally, the, the times that they give us. Um mm-hmm. And everyone was using loose skill matchmaking, loose skill based matchmaking. After that, hooray! <laughs> um, Whatever that means, really, because I mean, I mean, I've read it and, and I've read their explanation of it. It's like, yeah, we're gonna try to figure you out to make this all. Yeah, I mean, the connections have been pretty good. Although I did have one super weird instance this morning, actually. Yeah, I was playing in Crucible with Pan. Both of us were on Xboxes, and there was a point where I was like, "This hunter is invincible." Like, like we, we were just, you know, loading in, playing regular control just for the trying to get our kills for the weekly challenge. And I was like, I haven't loaded an entire charge risk runner plus into this hunter. And he's taking no damage and doesn't seem to see me. So I went to go capture, capture the zone. And I was like, Pan, everyone's spawning in on the other team and then immediately running away. And I'm not <laughs> capturing the zone. And he's like, dude, you're off my map. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, there is no green dot on this map anywhere you're gone i was like well i'm very much still here i see you i see i see my teammates and then finally like i ran over to the other end of the map because i was gonna like stand in front of him and dance and go do you see me am i still here and then i got to the end of the end of the map and then got killed so i was like okay someone uh, i'm back someone has seen me i respawned and then it was fine <laughs> from there on out but it was it was a good like like minute or so minute or two where i i was in the game with everyone else but i was very much you know, on the upside down, not with everyone else. I could see them and interact with them, but they, it's like, I wasn't there. It was super, super weird. Just like middle of the game. And then it was fine again. So mm. PVP is weird, but it is interesting that they say the default matchmaking is that everybody will be playing in the same pool. And this is ignores platform skill and almost every, everything else basically and you're kind of and it's kind of a hidden thing so you won't necessarily see it if it ever happens it it's just there so one minute you might be playing pc players and unless you actually kind of go in and go hang on a minute they're playing on steam or epic store and you know mm-hmm. it's just it's there in the background as as a kind of default and that's what happened up until 7 p.m yeah yeah it's just seeing the amount of people like you know just like moaning it like oh all the all the people saying fixed and you know it wasn't even on ha ha them i'm like relax children it's fine yeah there's there's that you know you really see the toxic element of the community come out with things like this like oh i was complaining about skill base and it wasn't even on 
show those streamers what for it's like guys relax yeah and just make note next week with your iron banner this will not have skill-based matchmaking for this season anyway it's something that's only in control interruption yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a brand new game type so that's gonna be exciting it is. I, I, I'm really excited to play Eruption. I'm really curious because when was the last time we got a legitimately new, like an actual new game type Rift? Rift is new to new people, but Rift is from D1. So I, I'm excited to see what a brand new game type out of the mind of Bungie is for PvP. I'm, I'm really excited to play this next week. Yeah, I, I definitely am as well. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder how many of our how many of our fellow uh, PvPers, and again, we, we sort of talked about these numbers before, you know, 140,000 more hours of control were played in the first week, 11% increase of players playing control. I would really like Bungie if you gave us like every, every like monthly or so, like, you know, give us, give us some more updates, like throughout the season, you know, is the overall matchmaking time going to still go by five or 10 seconds on average, you know, is, is it still be a good indication of matchmaking is working. And obviously, you know, if, if you're extremely low skill or extremely high skill, you're going to see, you know, you're in that, that outlier, you're going to see, you know, they basically said, like, you know, for the highest band skill, less than 0.1% of the population, which is still a good number of people at, you know, a million plus that played. You know, if you're on either end of that spectrum, you're going to see a, a longer load time. You're going to have a slightly worse experience anyway. Um, but matchmaking times average around 90 seconds uh, and, and spiking to just over 200 seconds at low population times, you know, for the lowest skill band, 120 seconds to 240 seconds at worst. So, yeah, not great load times, but not the worst thing in the world. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think that's the thing is, is you want your game to load quickly. Even if you're, you know, it, it's like, I want my game to load fast and have a good experience. But if I sort of had to choose one or the other, I think maybe the fast loading, I want to get in and get out, get it over with versus, I don't know. It's the eternal question. Yeah. But do you want to get in, get out because you've been mercyed that quickly to then go on to the next mercy? Or do you want to actually get in to a game, play the game, it, I, I suppose it depends on what you're in the game for. If you're just in there just to rack up the three games, get your pinnacle and get out, you want it as quick as possible. If you want it to be like you need to go in and you're going to do like some bounties and you're just gaining XP, then you want to kind of be half and half because you want to actually be able to do your bounties quicker and get in and get out and use the actual weapons rather than kind of have to play six games to get one bounty done of getting three grenade kills. It's like, I don't know. It just, yeah, it depends on what kind of player you are and, and how you want to play the game. Yeah. And I sort of wish there was more, a little more variety, even not necessarily in like, you know, what activities are in PVP, but even just like have a place to say, Hey, you're new to the game. You're figuring this out. You know, like Halo would put you in the, you know, like until you hit, I think it was like until you hit rank 10, it would sort of let you play in, in like, you know, here's, here's the new, here's the new PV. You're not super good. You haven't played this game. You're just trying it out. Let's put you in this playlist over here. So you can, you know, you know, get that, you know, from that low, lowest skill tier, at least, at least, you know, figure out how things work, figure out the game type, figuring out, you know, some of the maps and how that works. Cause even, you know, whether it's skill base or connection or whatever, it's still your, your options are basically get thrown in with everyone in a control game type, which nobody plays control anyway. Or, you know, whatever your weekly rotator is, and those probably aren't any better. Like, like I almost wish that, like, Clash or something was up full time, and it had at least some level of 
of matchmaking for something beyond we're going to throw you all in together. It just, you know, as a new player coming in, I don't know where you don't tell people to go to control because control is absolutely try hard death matches. It's like, where, where do you send people to get them introduced to PVP in this game? Well, I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get people into control because it is the big shiny gold badge in the middle going come here and play this you know mm-hmm. you don't necessarily go to any of the other ones you go to the one that's in the middle that says oh look this is crucible yeah and then you get mowed down by people with five okds it's great you know you know they are again they're saying you know we're seeing the differences are pretty stark without skill-based matchmaking only 10 percent of the matches had 600 or less skill differences between the highest and lowest players with the skill based on 80 percent of the games have that separation but then the 90, it's like, what are you using to, to determine our skill? That's, that's the thing, the thing that we're all kind of wondering is you're using skill-based matchmaking. How do I see what my skill level is in this game? How yeah. do I know when I go in, when I go into crucible, am I high skill? Am I low skill? What, what number do I look at? How do I determine this? And I think it's like, you know, is it yellow? Is it yellow? One of the many factors, like, is it KDs? Is it KDAs? I, yeah, you just don't know. Yeah, so they're, they're saying, oh, we're seeing, we're seeing less of a skill band. Okay, we'll take your word for it because we have no way to tell what those are. I think unless you're in that higher echelon of players that you know that if you go into a lobby and you see Frostbolt, you see like Fallout, you, you know that those players are quite high up on that echelon of playing PvP. And you go, well, I've made it. I'm up here. But <laughs> this is where Bungie say I am. I'm I'm as good as these guys, you know. But when you don't face the same players over and over again and you are playing a lot of randoms, you don't know your skill level. You just don't. Yeah. And and there's no way to tell, oh, I'm I did well in this game. Is it because I was in a game with high you know, lower skill people than me? Am I getting better? You know, it's and it's discussions we've had before and other folks who play, you know, play this game in PvP have had before is you don't really you don't really have any kind of barometer to measure your success or your progress against. It's just you you pull the pull the lever on the slot machine, jump into PvP and see what happens. So the game outcomes, they're looking at game outcomes where our work really matters. We see it more interesting data. Mercy games are down four percent. Not as much as we'd hoped, but it has been shrinking a little day by day. And games where the score threshold had been met remained steady, and the games that go to time rose by 4%. These are all within range, and we expect that the first few weeks to be more chaotic than normal. And then you throw Iron Banner into it, and then you throw challenges into it, and you kind (laughs) of completely upturn the apple cart. Yes, Bungie. As players readjust their playstyle from the optimized play against a wide variety of players to optimized play against similarly skilled players the skill system will adjust to reflect those changes we would expect sure. mercy games to shrink slowly over the coming weeks if the time limit games rise consistently during that time we will likely look at a score goal and allowing it to compensate as far as scores and kill differences we see a similar set of incremental improvements Games where the best player had 30 plus kills more than the worst player went from 9% of the games to 2%, which is good. Games where the best player had only 10 to 19 more kills than the worst player went from 35 to 55. Would you say that's an improvement? So you, so, so what this tells me is you've taken me out of the match where New Light Day 1 can come up against Frostbolt. However, you've taken me 
into a match where I can still as a day one player get up against Frostbolt Jr. So I'm not going to get absolutely destroyed, but I'm still going to get largely destroyed. I mean, it's... Uh, yes, it's an improvement in that you're not going to fight the best of the best, but I still... You know, you know, hopefully they're still going to work on that whole 10 to 19 thing. Like, you know, and, and, and again, obviously in any map or in any lobby, you're going to have like, honestly, that almost sort of feels like the spread. Like, I mean, if you think if you had 10 kills and some guy had zero or, you know, 11 kills and one, that's like not a totally outlandish spread. If again, you have a pretty good player and a, you know, someone in a higher skill band and the lower skill band, because there's a lot of room in the middle hmm. or or if if I'm if I'm out there running my arc weapons just to get my arc kills and I'm not, you know, or I'm trying to, you know, level up this new weapon I just crafted, I'm not trying my best for kills, I'm just playing for completions. You know, again, like you said, we don't know why people are playing PvP. We don't know what their goal is. You know, I could go in and I could have 19 kills in one game, I could go in and I could have three kills in the next just because of what I'm trying to do or who I'm matched against. Or how so, you're trying to play. So with them that yeah, was quite you, interesting. You could be trying to capture zones. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're playing the game type and everybody else in the in the room is not playing the game type, you know, you're kind of at a loss. But it does make me laugh where they say the optimized play against a wide variety of players to optimized play against similar skill players. Sometimes people don't even do that. They just go into Crucible, put on a funky loadout and just go to town and have fun. Sometimes, sometimes Crucible totally. isn't just about I need to match up against the similar skill players and have the best loadout to comp- compensate against a lot of variety of play to you know similar skill play it's not always about that it sometimes is just about going in there putting on a shoulder charge titan and just seeing how many shoulder charges you can get or seeing how many grenade kills you can get in a tunnel seeing how many people you can kind of entice into your bubble sometimes it doesn't even come down to that sometimes it just comes down to the fun of just playing crucible and seeing what you can do solo or as a group yeah we're we're not all here to optimize if i'm running as you know a group of four or six in crucible I'm not optimizing for anything but laughing my head off. So, you know, win, lose, or draw. Yeah, I mean, I th- I feel the skill, the optimization thing comes when sometimes when I'm playing Iron Banner, sometimes not. But like if I'm going into competitive or if I'm playing trials, those are the places where I kind of look at my loadout, look at my weapons and go, how can I either help myself or help the team and and do play like that? Whereas this seems that they want to kind of build that into the normal skill-based matchmaking of the game because we're starting in control and hopefully they're saying that they want to kind of expand it to other game modes. Yeah. yeah I'm, again, I'm, I'm curious to see sort of how this, how this all plays out and just where it goes. It's, it's, you know, you're giving us a lot of numbers. Again, I just want to see, see these, show up later in the season and see how how these numbers have changed do these mean anything T- tell me what they mean tell me tell me what what the change has been yeah you know you know and they are saying you know they, they made these imp- these improvements and changes but we are seeing a worrying trend of the data the percentage of players quitting before the end of the match has risen from eight percent to twelve percent in the last week especially bad with matches designed to be balanced with 12 equally skilled players well and it tells me you're either not balancing those well or or or, or i mean and it could also just be People are trying to leave the playlist and they've, you know, run to their kitchen for a drink or checked on their kids and come back and the game has put them back in. And yeah, yeah they're like, no, I, I can't play another match. I don't have time for this or I didn't want to do this and are leaving. So again, it's like, you know, why are people leaving? I think is is another piece of that. But yeah, it's never good when people are quitting out of things early. But no. also, you know, th- those of us who are have responsibilities in the world can't always sit and play a full match or, you know, 
you may quit out of things. So it's like, you know, why is this happening? And how, you know, it's bad that it's going up, but is it going up all that much? And is that that many? I don't know. It's like that many people. And is it, I think, I'm, like, is it affecting the outcomes of the matches? Like, if you're playing, you know, if you're playing threes and somebody leaves, that's a major outcome. If you're playing sixes and somebody leaves, well, who was the person that left and did it really affect the outcome of that match? Obviously, yeah, nobody I think wants, wants to play down, but... If you've got, like, two people versus six, then, yeah, it's going to affect the outcome. But then that should be down to Bungie to actually have something in place to actually then put other players that they can. And I know it comes down to the skill-based matchmaking, and it's not that fast to then get those people in that quickly. But maybe that that's where it needs to be negated and you just put people that are searching for a game into that game to start off with so that it repopulates that game that game can be done and over because unfortunately your skill-based matchmaking took place the 12 players got matched four of them decided they wanted to leave just put four other players in so that the game can carry on and not be too lopsided to the six players versus the two then you get to the end of that match, it goes, oh, we're going to reevaluate the players. Then you can maybe put them back into the right kind of selections. But maybe they should have something in the background working of like, well, okay, if people drop out, we just need to fill that game as quick as possible. Let's get four more players in there and just fill up those holes so that it kind of the game can continue without just bit feeling too bad for those, you know, two or three players that are kind of left yeah. there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, true. Yeah, I was just thinking. Yeah, people solo queuing. Yeah, if you're right. five or all six, yeah, you leave. Then yeah, your whole team is, <laughs> your whole team leaves once. Not a good feeling. So, yeah, yeah, but but don't worry. Bungie's Bungie's looking at the points of concern of you know poor connections during matches and uh, people quitting early. Good. So hopefully they're going to figure out something to do with those. Uh, you know, for, for now they're taking the few steps of extending the time that the loose skill based matchmaking will sit waiting for the best connection between group uh yeah between group leaders so there we go looking at the group leaders so if, if you've got if you've got your high skill guy being your being your host give it to your lowest skill guy and you'll have a better time or something that's cheating give it give it to the new light guy versus the guy who went flawless three times and maybe maybe the rest of your team will have a good time with it um and they do have some new analytics coming online soon which gives them a better picture of the connection quality between players within matches not just group leaders so yeah so it is basically just saying your group of four, your group of two, your group of one, as opposed to here's 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 the six people you're running with and looking at their seal. It's just saying, so it's it's nice for Bungie to actually just say that. It's looking at the group leaders. It's matching group leaders together. You know, we, we don't know who's in your group, but it's just matching the leaders. So it's nice to at least just say that. Maybe that was very obvious for everyone else, but I heard it this weekend. I was like, oh, that seems like news. And they're going to add, you know, be adding quitter protection for Crucible, or I'm sorry, for Control in the future. We hope to discuss this more in a future top. So some sort of quitter protect, yeah, protection for Control alone. Not, not all Crucible, just Control. Hopefully it's not going to be as bad. I mean, I feel bad sometimes when that happens in like Gambit, if for some reason that I've ended up having to leave a match and it comes back and it tells me I've been bad, I feel really bad that I've kind of left that group. I do accept when it's the game kicking me out and giving me an error <laughs> message, then saying you had an incomplete match. I said, no, no, you had the incomplete match. I didn't. But yeah, maybe no, I agree with you. I, I hate seeing that banner come up. It's like, I tried, I really tried to stay in there, but I couldn't. Or sometimes you set the controller down and it's, it's just long enough and boots you to orb and says, well, better luck next time. And we can look forward to Iron Banner next week. 
Hurrah! Iron Banner has returned for the first time this season. And if you were wondering, what is Eruption? Eruption is Clash with energy boosts based on kill streaks. It was affectionately called Streak Mayhem internally before it gave it its real name. I'm just going to go back over a few things to make sure you're aware. Respawn, because you obviously didn't listen to the show when you were on it. So during Eruption, killing your opponent scores one point and a normal amount of energy. After that, when you get your second elimination in a row without dying and assist count two, you become surging. While you are surging, you start lightly glowing. Kills start generating 10% super energy and 20% grenade melee and class energy. You score two points per kill. When you get your fifth kill without dying, and again, assist count, then you become primed. Once you are primed, you begin glowing brightly. Your team goes on the hunt. Everyone on the team gains 5% super, 10% grenade and melee class energy. And you now gain 12% super and 40% grenade melee and class energy per kill. Your score goes to three points per kill. How excited are you at this point? You're very excited because once you are primed, you will also have a 15 second timer on you. If your timer reaches zero, you erupt and go bang. And we're still not sure on whether you damage just yourself, your teammates, enemies. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, eruptions kill you, uh, which resets your streak and ends the hunt. Getting a kill resets the eruption back to 15 seconds. You are then marked for both teams so everyone can see right where you are. And the other team gets three points for killing you. So more than one player can be primed at a time. So you could have a whole team primed to kill you. Have you got any thoughts on this parody? Other than I'm just right. I'm my thoughts are one. How broken is it going to be out of the gate? <laughs> and two is I'm, I'm just very excited to get in there and play it. And, and, and honestly, I'm looking at this kind of the way I feel like everyone should sort of look at this brand new game type. They yes. play tested it, but now they're putting it out into the entire world of all million of us, you know, million point, whatever gamers. We're going to find all the bugs. We're going to find all the issues. We're going to work out these things. This, Think of this as a public beta. Don't think yes. of this as a is a polished, finished product. It's going to have some weird bugs. Just roll with them. If it's too bad, then don't play it. Go do something else. But I'm looking at this as, as a nice public beta for a brand new game type. Remember, Crucible Labs exists, Bungie. Remember? Remember? They, they exist. They do. They know. But, it's it's going to come back. Yeah, but I'm 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 excited to get my hands on it because it's, it's brand new PvP. And if no other reason, I want to be part of the data set that's contributing to them going... Hey, look what we can do. We're building a new thing. Hopefully mm. people will enjoy it. So I'm 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 excited just to get in. I mean, it's Iron Banner. Let's be honest. Everyone should know at this point how we feel about the Iron Banner. But I'm just excited to get in there and play it. And I think if you were here last season and you played the Iron Banner Rift, you know that the game mode could potentially be broken and there'd be glitches in it that just, you know, as Parody said, they, they've tested it internally. But it's not until we get it in our hands that we find that there are so many issues with it. So I'm, there is going to be an issue. You know there's going to be an issue, and hopefully it's not a major issue. But if you did manage to get your title last season and become an Iron Lord, there are five extra triumphs to become an Iron Lord gilded. So we have a glorious how. Win Iron Banner matches, earn additional progress for each piece of Iron Banner gear equipped. And I believe you can still have like regular gear and put on the Iron Banner ornaments, which then count towards it. They also count towards the daily 
pinnacle rewards that you can get you get one per day so if you play the first day on the reset you get one pinnacle per character second day you'll get another one third day you'll get another one and the fourth day you get another one but if you say you play on the friday you have access to all four of them and i believe it is to where like the iron banner you get more pro progress towards resetting your rank if you have iron banner gear and iron banner weapons also if you wear an emblem also get more percentage towards that if you get the pinnacles each day you get more percentage to that i think it's up to i think it's up to about four pinnacles if you get all four pinnacles so by day two if you've done one on each character you should have a good percentage going in for the rest of the week to then continue to then increase your rank to get that reset so what you're telling me is i should go play this new game type because it's just going to hand me pinnacles for just yes. completing matches that's all i have to do i just have to show up and complete matches i think 18 in total for the four pinnacles and you can total. do it yes you can do it immediately day one one at a time wait until weekend when you have time to play and just go play 18 matches grab some friends play 18 matches and that's four pinnacle drops four you don't them. even need friends just... there is a solo playlist as well oh i could go i can just go in alone i mean i would Thank recommend you. going with friends because then you can laugh with a, with a good crowd but other than that yeah just just go in it's one of the few i mean i won't say one of the few it, it, it's basically it, it's similar to the you know run three things get your pinnacle but you can get four pinnacles for just showing up it's wonderful you should go do it and it also counts if, for the crucible pinnacle although the crucible strikes the gambit pinnacles the ones that you can get from just playing the three games in these game types only give you a plus one in your pinnacle power whereas the iron banner drops will give you plus two so if you are at the pinnacle power like cap point of 1517 you want to get to 1580 that will only give you plus two if you are below 1570 getting to 1570 i believe they give you plus five in power for the pinnacles so that's something to look out for so if you play three iron banner matches you'll get your one from the crucible and then if you play i believe it is the first uh pinnacle that you can get is play three iron banner matches then i think it went to six 12 and then 18 don't quote me on that but it's something like that for each one three yeah, six yeah that that sounds that sounds right yeah or 15 18 something like that yeah yeah it's like have to play a lot of iron banner but it's it's, it's worth it it's good yeah, fun yeah there's an opportunity for pedals yeah and it's a fun it's a brand new game type so use it for what it's worth it'll it'll be good times so yeah if you do equip all your iron banner emblem armor and you do your pinnacles you will need to reset your iron banner rank once more with feeling for that so only one but you know that you've already reset it twice in the last one if you've already got to this stage earn points by completing objectives in iron banner playlist using arc and stasis subclass now that is something to uh point out and you need 200 of those arc or stasis normally the daily pinnacle ones require to either wear i think last season wasn't it void and solo that you had to go in with you didn't see anybody really with stasis or arc in the playlist whereas this time you're probably likely to have a whole lot of arc and, and stasis if that's the the bounty for the pinnacle so yeah, just make sure yeah. you've got that subclass on equipped because i made yeah. that mistake several oh yeah i did the same thing and and this is this is another one of those you know you're, you're gonna see a nice man he's gonna stand right in front of the tower he's gonna offer you you know condolences if you do poorly congratulations if you do well but he's not gonna offer you bounties he's gonna say go play iron banner so when you're looking for what are these what are these pinnacles that i was told about when you go to Iron Banner in the Crucible in the Director, when you mouse over that, it's going to say, you know, go play this many games. It's actually in the Director, you know, read, you know, you can read what, what Eruption is, 
And it will also tell you, here's the number of games you need to play today to get your pinnacle. So there isn't a bounty to pick up. You don't need to see the nice man in the tower. It's just in the director, in the Iron Banner, which is different than I think anything else in the game. It's, you know, nobody reads those screens, I feel like. So this is one you should read because it'll tell you, here's how many games you have left to play. Is there an yeah. Iron Banner quest to pick up even? Or is it just, if, if you've already done the Iron, well, I guess no one's on the Iron Banner quest this season. Is there an Iron Banner quest this season? There used to be an Iron Banner quest each season and normally you go to like um lord saladin who's planted right in the front of the tower the, these these last couple of seasons and he gives you a quest to go and play um and he gives you uh, you have to kind of get kills with a certain weapon so it's normally an iron banner weapon and they give you the actual weapon they go here here's the weapon take it to iron banner and you'll be rewarded with iron banner armor but I'm not sure if that's come back. I don't believe it was in last season. I think that was prior seasons. So I think with the new rift and the way that we're going with eruption, that's all kind of been got rid of. And it's just go and play Iron Banner. You'll get the drops in the game, or you can get engrams to then re-roll at Lord Saladin to buy high stat armor uh, with him. So or get a chance at high stat armor. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, that's why I thought. I didn't think there was anything to pick up beforehand, but. Either way, you know, get your crucible bounties and go in there. It's it's all good fun. So we have one and done. Complete all Iron Banner challenges in a single Iron Banner celebration. So that those are the challenges which are the pinnacle rewards. So if you get four of those done, that's that done. Down, dear friend, is our final one, which is defeat Guardians Iron Banner and bonus progress for using Iron Banner weapons from the current season. And that's two hundred of those. And I've I've kind of I saved some of the Iron Banner engrams and things I had from last season my inventory and i've popped a couple of them and it doesn't look at the moment as if there's new new weapons but it could be something they're holding back until iron banner goes live and then they go oh by the way we've reprised this iron banner weapon which is what they did for rift i believe the hero's burden submachine gun was an old one that came back with new perks on it so keep your ears to the ground and your eyes peeled for new weapons and normally if they are new weapons he does have them on his inventory for the track for you'll see with the armor and the weapons that the new ones will be there to be unlocked can't wait do you have an ido though i don't have an ido i mean matey what did the ocean say to the pirate nothing water can't talk but at least it waves no no. Okay. <laughs> so we haven't mastered communicating with water yet. No. But we're trying. We're heading to the Cosmodrome this week. So if you've played the expedition this week, you'll see that we are on the Cosmodrome. And I believe there is no, there is one more that we can kind of go to. And if I, if my thing's actually working, I can tell you where we've got to go next. Because in Europa and then Cosmodrome. Nessus, maybe? Oh, the Nessus. Yes. So, I was, I was saying, if they're not taking out the game, they got to use it for something. So good, Nessus. Yeah. For so Nessus is our say. next destination. So by the time you're hearing this, you could already be on Nessus doing your, your third exhibit expedition. That's the word. Or third expedition. Don't want to stop you. Yeah. And then there's a there's a very long interview with uh with uh, I'm I'm disappointed Deacon's on here to, to walk us through the interview with with her boys uh Saltagrepo, Cruz, Kairos, Vile Fate, and Moople and Quaz on their on their worlds first. I oh, know. Yeah, she's still, still recovering. It was it was a long day. It was. I do appreciate them giving us the numbers on King's Fall and how many people like you were talking about the war priest being 
the DPS place. Yeah, the DPS check where everyone sort of fell out because yeah, it's um. So how many total players entered that raid? So the total. It can't be right. Oh, sorry, I was looking at the wrong number. Yeah, so so totally there were now there were four hundred fifty-eight thousand one hundred twenty people in normal, and thirty-five thousand six hundred seventy-eight in challenge. Okay. Which I'm assuming, you know, I'm I'm going to assume there's some crossover between those two numbers. So you know, half a million, you know, four hundred fifty thousand people played the raid. Uh, there, there there have been lots of deaths, thirty-three million deaths. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then, then it was neat to see where everyone sort of fell off. So, so 158,000 people got through totems, 31,000 the challenge. And these aren't round numbers, but I'm rounding them because you don't really yeah. care about the last like 20 people at the end. <laughs> uh, people who cleared War Priest, so, so over 158,000 that got through totems, 63,000 got through War Priest. So we lost about 90,000 people there and about 10,000 challengers. Golgoroth. 52,000 people got through there, so we shed another 11,000 players, but only 2,000 on the challenge side. Yeah. And then Daughters, we lost about another 3,000 people. 49,800 got to got to Daughters on normal, and uh, very, very few. Uh, we only went from 19,341 to 19,028 on the challenge side, so a couple of challengers. Players that yeeted your Oryx into Oblivion, 49,245, so... It's like 600 people from the normal side, but we did lose about 2,000 people off the uh, the challenge side. Only 17,107 got through it. And uh, there have been many, many hours, almost 2 million hours spent in King's Fall so far. Ooh. So yeah, that, that War Priest, uh, 158,000 to 63,000, uh, we, we lost 90,000 people. The War Priest said, no, you don't get to pass. He did. So at least, I mean, if you get past the War Priest, you can sort of look at it as it's all downhill from there. <laughs> it truly is. And um, yeah, the the uh, Golgoroth's Maze is still there. So th there's an extra chest that you can get from running through that and standing on the plates in there. So yep. I think that's in the wild. Yeah, I think those are in the, the raid guides that I've got in our show notes. Yeah, and Oryx's Basketball Court is still there. Yeah, because you still need to do that if you do get the raid exotic, the Touch of Malice. You'll need to visit the basketball court and do some dunking to get the catalyst, which is fun because it was there in D one and it was like, why does this exist? It doesn't it doesn't do anything. Hmm. So I'm I'm glad they've given it given it a purpose in D two. Yeah, but if you're if you're interested, there's a longer form interview in the with our world's first raiders talking about their experiences and the the one guy who was his first time as part of the team getting through this. So that was a neat experience to experience that for him for the first time, but. We're not the world's first. So if you want to read it, great, go read it. If not, you know, we're not here to tell you what to do. I think it, I mean, it, it's, it's pretty much the same as what kind of been saying that, that you know, the, they, they went with their certain builds and they, they've kind of, the things that they kind of came up against were the same kind of issues that other people were coming up against that you kind of saw in the raid race of, you know, the war priest being the DPS check and Golgroth just trying to figure out how that kind of works. So if you're interested in that, go and check out the, Twab, we will have that linked in our show notes if you want to read all of their interview. But now, are you ready to team up with Team Rubicon for National Preparedness Month? At least here. I don't know if it's National I'm not prepared. No, there. I'm not prepared, but you and tell the, me if I need to be prepared. Uh, have the Brits even asked you? So, so we are supposed to be prepared. You are totally unprepared. I like it. I am. So, um, you know, it's time to raise awareness about the importance of 
preparing for disasters and emergencies that could happen at any time. It's never been more important to support organizations doing that work. So Bungie is back with Team Rubicon, who they who was founded following the, the Haiti earthquake in 2010. It's grown to more than 150,000 volunteers. It is gray shirts that come from all walk of life, military veterans, first responders, and really anybody with, you know, an able body willing to make a difference. And they've responded to just a whole host of disasters going forward. Um, so they're doing another kickoff campaign. Bungie is donating $150,000 for the month of September. We invite you, you know, they invite us to join them in supporting their efforts by going to the Team Rubicon Preparedness Month, Preparedness Month campaign, which I would read if I were literate, but I am not. <laughs> but I can tell you, if you donate $50 or more by Friday, September 30th, so you have to the end of the month, you'll receive the Seeds of Hope emblem, which is a nice little, like, goldish tree on a nice little green background. And you mm-hmm. too can add that to your emblem collection. And then you can, yeah, you know, it, it's always good stuff. But on the preparedness page, you know, it is obviously, it is a U.S.-centric, or uh, it is a U.S.-based, I won't say U.S., it's U.S.-based organization. But I know they've responded to things around the world, but... um the 2020, 2021 service, they did 35 wildfire operations, 22 severe storms, 14 floods, four, eight hurricanes and typhoons, eight or six tornado responses, and 17 other hazards, just different other things. And they've done 109 different operations around. Them. So they've done all sorts of stuff all over the U.S. and all over the world. So if you want to do emblem or just want to toss some money in that direction, great. If not, keep your money where it is. And you can uh, you can wear a nice little gold shader instead, because okay. you know you, you know showing support doesn't have to be monetary. It can just be putting beautiful gold shaders on and running around and dressing up like your friends exactly the same way and making people just question themselves just just a little bit. <laughs> so now we have a heartfelt message to guardians with photosensitivity. In September 2021, Bungie shared their initiative into making sure all players that want to enjoy playing Destiny 2 can. This included many areas of making the game more accessible, including areas of the game design that can negatively impact those with photosensitivity concerns. Whilst we continue to work on the back end of things, we did want to caution players that Destiny 2 may contain flashing patterns and images that may produce adverse effects for a small percentage of people sensitive to them. There are a few areas to tackle on our side, and that takes time. But that doesn't mean that there aren't things that we can do in the meantime to help keep you and your journey safe and smooth. But first, let's clear something up really quickly. A common misconception about seizures is that they can only happen in those diagnosed with epilepsy. That is, unfortunately, not the case. They can occur in anyone for a plethora of reasons. There is also a no one type of photosensitive seizures, which can make navigating safety concerns tricky. It is a slow and steady process for us all here at Bungie, but it is something that we are committed to. To help guide you through the world of light and darkness and blue space drinks, we came up with this handy resource of tips and tricks on how you can jump into the action without aggravating photosensitivity. Interested? You can find that right here. And we'll have that also linked in our show notes. Yep, and that's not that's not what we can quickly give you to read. It's it's buried in the bungee help area. So yeah. go to the top, go to the show notes, and we'll have that link there. So me scurvy sea dog there, Perotti. It's time for your player support report. Now, one question here. Does this include the hotfix that came earlier in the week? Hotfix 6.2.0.2, Bihati. 
I believe it will, me matey. We let the king fall. When he crumbles, he will stand tall. Face him together and let the king fall. And he did fall. After a smooth King's Raid launch check, players are getting into the pirate season of plunder. Check. Getting Hard. to the bask in the glory of our amazing support team. Abso-freaking-lutely. Check. Now we've got the first weeks of the season in our rearview mirror. Let's check in with the team for known issues and planned maintenance ahead, me hearties. First off, loud noises. There was a very loud noise in the raid during the mechanic of the third encounter of Golgoroth. He would produce an extremely loud roar. Poor Jay Overrated's clip has been passed around the internet, being very startled by it this week. But now it's safe to go back in. They've discovered the root cause and are determining the proper release vehicle to deploy it. And they say here until a fix is deployed, but I do believe Bungie helped tweet it out. In fact, here is the update. It has been fixed and is in the latest hot pit hot fix patch notes, sir. Arr. Now, I saw some people this week, me hearty, having problem getting into the season of the plunder. They're still a bit haunted. I couldn't quite figure out how to get the glorious new sails of the ship's dealer and the captain's atlas. There's some incorrect wording. Mm. But a little bit of seawater cut on the army scrolls displayed in the season 18 pass for players who have not completed the introductory mission. Arr. Right now it is telling players they have already purchased the season pass. They need to purchase the season pass, which they've already done, which is incorrect. What they will need to do, there's six simple steps. One, they'll need to complete the salvage and salvation mission in the helm. Two, they'll need to go speak to Spider, who now lives in the Alexni Quarter, which is also located conveniently in the helm. Not the helm itself, but there's a nice little area to click on. This is Last City. That's what you'll need to go to. You'll need to complete the Ahoy and Away quest that will be in your lovely quest tab. Once you've done that, on to step four, the star chart of the helm. Go there, listen to the vast knowledge it bestows upon you. Then you will acquire your ships, your sails of the ship stealer and Captain's Atlas quests. And then, and only then, can you claim the plundered Umbra G in the seasonal pass. I saw some people having problems with that, saying I bought the pass, and now it says buy the pass. So now that you've bought the pass and done the six steps, you two have all of the secrets, me hearties. And now, we had a hot fix that I'll tell you about, because it's very exciting if you're a striker or storm caller, because you now have resilience in PvE again. But next Tuesday, September 8th, we're getting another hot fix. 6203 is scheduled to be pushed out then. Stay tuned to Bungie Help on Twitter for more information. And if you've been trying to get your Twitch drop emblem, last week your players had an opportunity to earn the Destiny 2 emblem for our first Twitch drop campaign. If you had watched at least 30 minutes of me live stream, they have claimed to have dropped on Twitch and connected your account so their Bungie.net has their Destiny 2 account linked to it. You should have obtained the emblem. However, it doesn't show up on the Partner's Reward page. Press the Refresh button besides Missing Twitch Rewards, it still doesn't appear. Click this page. There's a link in the show notes. There's many steps to get to the emblem if you have not claimed it yet. If you tried to claim it the day of the showcase, you may have received many server errors. We have made those server admins walk the plank and gotten better ones. So now you should be able to get your emblems for watching our showcase. And before we tell you what they have fixed, we're going to tell you what's still fixed that may be in the patch coming this week. We'll have to find out. 
The overzealous Basilica triumph for the King's Fall Seal cannot be completed, so stop trying. Some Gambit bounties have a misspelling of Guardians in the English version. Pirate now. The crafted BXR55 Bethler does not receive a gold border when an enhanced perk is added, angering all of the battlers out there. The Mortal Medicine mod appears on the King's Fall Raid Hunter twice! TWICE, I tell you! The King's Fall Raid carries are not being correctly counted in the stat tracker. Sometimes players can spawn outside the room when fighting the War Priest, making the DPS check even more difficult. The Rift Lost Sector is missing triumphs and incorrectly lists that shields are present. The Robes of Nezerak Ornaments loses its resonance effect when the ornament is applied to the Nezerak Sid Warlock Exotic Helmet. Ah, too much Nezerak. The Arms of Optimacy Ornament has misplaced geometry around it. Circles, squares, triangles, just everywhere. The Dawn Chorus Exotic doesn't appear in collections. It's gone. Don't look for it. The expedition activity doesn't show any steps in the post-game activity summary. You know you completed it. The Xenology Exotic Quest isn't counting progress in playlist activities. I believe that's the Xenology with an X that Zerg gives you to get new exotics that you can't get because they don't count. Storm Trance does not increase its damage over time while attacking. Cool. And the repeatable star bounties, star chart bounties, continue to be purchased when a player has a full inventory quest. Don't know where they go at that point, but you just pick them up off the floor. Those are the known issues that hopefully will be getting fixed next week in the patch 6203. Guardians, pirates. I'm, I'm now very, very curious what the misspelling of guardians is. I want to go look. <laughs> now, Destiny Hotfix 6202 we got this week. Miharti's the expedition. They fixed an issue where the treasure object could be duplicated. However, there is still inflation across the intergalactic economy because there is a new glitch. Arr. They fixed the single thread quest in the duality dungeon if players didn't complete it on master difficulty. They did fix some issues in the King's Fall, with the DPS for Golgoroth sometimes didn't end properly. They fixed an issue with the King's Fall's carry stat tracker. Ah, it was mentioning seasonal carries instead of weekly carries. Fixed an issue with the total badge count was incorrect. They did things to armor. Oh, they did so many things. It reduced the damage resistance tiers in PvP, used by Omniaculus and Whisper of Change. Oh, and Fallout had to do 10 hours of Gambit as a result. They've taken your tiers from 10% at tier 1 to 2.5%, and now you need to go all the way to tier 4 to get your 10% back where it used to be 25. Hunters will be very upset about that. In weapons, they fixed an issue where certain bows would reload themselves stowed. They fixed an issue, caused an issue, fixed an issue about the Quicksilver Storm. It has so many issues. Arr. This one, they fixed the grenade mode that could cause excess recoil, but that's the least of its problems. The Seasonal 18 Machine Gun Inside Arm has two masterwork slots, and we can't have that. They fixed an issue where the most heavy grenade launchers were doing significantly more damage as intended, but now they fixed it, so now you can use them again, up to and including... The Crime Mutiny Seasonal Weapon, me hearty. <sighs> There's more here than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> the abilities! They fixed an issue where the combination blow melee ability was able to continually stagger bosses' combatants. Arr. 
they fixed an issue where the combination blow melee damage scaler was also applying to the Tempest Strikers. Fixed an issue where the combination blow melee regeneration bonus was also applying while Tempest Strike was a crit. Arr, that's too much Tempest Strike. Must take it all away. Them damn dare hunters. Arr, they're scary dogs. Them dare. Arr. Developer note. Typically, we do not normalize melee ability regeneration rates for melee modifications like Tempest Strike or Consecration, as most of our melee abilities have a relatively small delta in base cooldown times between them. However, between the cooldown reduction on combination blows, significant and integral to the base melee behavior, we chose to do so here in order to have better grasp on where Tempest Strike lies in terms of efficiency and uptime which would have been really difficult with a potential 15 second cooldown timer. Har. So there me hunters there, you get back in your box and you stay there. Har. Fixed an issue where the damage resistance provided by the flow of state aspect and Arkstar super while dodging was significantly higher than intended in PvP. Har. See, you scurvy dogs, we caught you on that one. Har. Fixed an issue where the striker and Stormcrawler subclass were not benefiting from resistance-based PvE damage resistance and incoming flinch resistance. Har! Fixed an issue where the Tempest Strike could retain its energy when activated against siding off ledgers. Har! No more sliding for you hunters. Har! Power in progression. Fixed an issue where the completing of the Master Catch Crash weekly challenge did not award gear, her <laughs> and I believe that was pinnacle gear, but they did not put it in this note, but it was pinnacle gear that it was not rewarding you with. Now you can get your pinnacles. <laughs> the storefront, her <laughs> the storefront removed the loyalist companion charity emote was mistaken. <laughs> it is now back the archive, so if you want to pet your doggos, you can still pet your doggos. <laughs> Platform and systems. They fixed an issue on Stadia! Arr! Oh, good old Stadia there. Bring it up the rear. Certain some labels were missing under the vehicle section. Don't know what that's about, but it's missing something that they fixed. Arr! And general! Arr! They have fixed an issue that would sometimes show ornaments as owned even though they were not. They fixed an issue where some players, including Perotti, were unable to claim prime rewards from Amanda Holiday in the Tower Hangar. <laughs> you can now go visit her and collect all your plunder. <laughs> and they fixed an issue where very loud noises sound played when the team went to Gogra's Drain of Light Mechanism. <laughs> no more raw, more raw. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fixed all the rars, less rars. No more rars for you. This needs this game needs all the rars. More and this rars. needs to stop before we kind of do our throats in. Arr, we're not the best of pirates, but we do a pretty good job, Arr. So, sir, it, it appears you've dropped your, your prime gaming engram. I, I have this I have this Darcy sitting over here. I also have this Ooh. clean up cleans up good weapon ornament for the Darcy. I also have this machiniform exotic ship and the uh, plunder projection legendary ghost hollow which is a prime timed exclusive. So if you've not picked up your prime bounties or linked your Amazon prime account to your Bungie account, you can get a fancy new ghost ghost hologram projection that does not been available anywhere else. An exclusive seasonal emblem as well. I know exclusive emblem. 
So if you've already been picking up your Prime Gaming, you know where to go. If you haven't linked your Prime Gaming things, go back. Remember back when you linked your uh, Epic Game Store account? Make sure you link your Amazon Prime account there as well, and then you'll get your uh, lovely Prime things. I've also noticed that Twitch will, will start telling you there's a little notification that there's a new, you know, new loot in different games. It tells me about all sorts of different games that I play, but it also tells me about the games that I do play, like Destiny 2. So I, too, can get my Darcy exotic sniper rifle and its fancy ornament just just for free. So, well, you know, just for the price of Amazon Prime and uh, Bungie Destiny 2. But eh, beyond that, it's free. Now, how many Titans does it take to take down a Hive Lord? If the Hive Lord could Lord Hives? Wait, no. How many does it take? Is it six? I'm going to guess it's six because there's our movie of the week is Titans versus the Taken King, which is um, I appreciate the, the dedication of anyone to do these videos of, you know, just people flying through all parts of the King's Fall raid with their thunder crashes and smashing the oryx at the end and all falling off the ledge to their death in true Titan fashion, reckless self-abandon, reckless regard for self. But a mighty impact to Oryx, and it is a Deacon approved a minute and 35. Ooh. And the next one, the next one, dear listener, the movie of the week, you can tell immediately the people who are on TikTok and the people who are not on TikTok because you either bob your head along to the It's Corn song or you look at it very confused. So there is a It's Corn uh, loadout, which I will note. Is a lovely yellow, you know, gold color. So if you're going to support support the efforts of gold guardians everywhere, you saw it and be a lovely corn guardian. And it, it has the corn song. I mean, corn's great. It it's a big lump with knobs. It has the juice, night demon. It has the juice. I, I think you've convinced a lot of people to go and watch it now. It's fine. Let's move on. There's also a lovely eight bit uh, eight bit artwork from King's Fall, which is. Uh, has King's Fall in 8-bit eight, songs, which who doesn't love a good bit of 8-bit? And then there's some lovely artwork of a of a strand warlock, who I think is the architect who killed me this morning. I'm going to blame this warlock right here. Clearly an architect. And we have some guardians and hive frogs um, that they're going to call Frives, apparently. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, Destiny Bathfall with... Oh, boy. With with the witness giving Callus <laughs> a bath. With the little... <laughs> Little rubber, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rubber mm-hmm. K duck, yeah, yeah. The rubber K duck. See, Kate's no, 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 Zavala. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, no, that's a little Zavala duck. That was Zavala, yeah. Duck. No, that's 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 an OnlyFans Destiny exclusive. There you go. And uh, oh, let's see, I was expecting that to be the end. Let's see, what do we have at the end? Oh, Bungie's going to the Grace Hopper celebration in Florida, right by Respawn. So September twentieth to twenty third, they will be in response neck of the woods. Um, but will be, will he be in their neck of the woods? Now that's the question. As you've heard earlier on today, he was in an airport, and we didn't know he was going to be in an airport. He didn't even know he was going to be in an airport. There was an airport. Yeah. He was there. Yeah, it, it, there's really just no way to know. So yeah, they're going to be at the Game Devs of Color Expo taking place September fifteenth to eighteenth, which may or may not be in Florida. Oh, oh, hop into their virtual, they'll be there with a virtual booth. So you can do that on the 15th to the 18th. And uh, yeah, Grace Hopper celebration in Florida, September 20th to 23rd. And it doesn't say where in Florida. Uh, 
So yeah. Anyway, I don't know why I'm telling you. You're likely not going to go. If, if you're going, you're already going. Going, but yeah, that's where Bungie will be. And if you're going to be there, they'd love to see you. So uh, yeah. Also, Bungie would like to remind you they're hiring. So don't just moan about the game. Go work at Bungie, and then you can improve the game. You can moan in their ears while you're there. Yeah, and then when people moan about the game, you can be like, "Hey, that's my work. You be quiet." Mm-hmm. And then uh, this twelve is all all grown up, and it's it's off to college now. And um, yeah, hippie should go, and you should go click on all the whys in the end of this to get your delightful pictures of. Oh dear God! Okay, that's not a delightful doggo. That's a delightful panda, though. You, you get one delightful panda and one uh, hideous callous monster. So yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's it. Until next time, Guardians. Hippie should go. And she has, and Respawn already has. But we're still here, because we have some parlay to doing. I got some tips, tricks, guides, and builds for you to check out. Oh, so many guides and builds. I love builds, sir. Me first one. Oh, it's a good one. It's a good one. Esoteric, soloing Golgoroth in the King's Fall Raid. This man is damn near crazy. Soloing the big Golgoroth. Amazing to watch, so I stuck it in the show notes for you all to check out. Har, as Parody said earlier, that cheese for a scurvy damn god sea dog there didn't know what the words were. Had a new expedition treasure glitch where if you want to load in and get all the treasure, he got a glitch for you. This also helps if you want to go and get them scurvy ruffians. Because they be missing from some of those expeditions if you go too damn first. Her. Also, Mr. Cheese Forever, her scurvy sea dog there, has a new expedition glitch. If you want to throw your plundered boots at your ship and charge it up, Cheese has got a new glitch for you. Her. But it does require you to be standing on another her golden ball. But it's better if you do it solo. Her. Fallout Plays has the worst Sherper video, and this is a good one. This is a good one. This is where we take them goddamn dare Fortnite players and take them to a dungeon and other shenanigans. And you've got a video from Fallout giving all those shenanigans right there. Destiny Fun Police, he has a Titan one hit PvP Billy build for you. There, you damn scurvy dog Titans. If you want to see that, check out the show notes. Paddocakes Gaming has three ARC 3.0 Hunter PvP builds for you hunters out there. Yes, scurvy sea dogs. If you want to be all up in the ARC 3.0 and give those Titans a damn good run for their monies. Arr. Astacross has his BXR Battler crafted PvP God Rose and Plunder the Booty has his BXR Battler crafted PvE World Go Roll video. <laughs> you can also check out the Plunder the Booty channel and the Cheese Forever channel to keep up to date with your builds and with your cheeses. <laughs> we also have some Season of the Plunder guides which I have handily placed in a set collection all of its own. <laughs> Gaming Animal has the Season of Plunder Eververse calendar. If you want to see what booty you can collect over this season. Ivantis has his small, medium, and large treasure beacon guides if you want to go and do those because they are part of the season. The 360 Gaming TV has a guaranteed ruffians in expedition guide if you want to do that. Hopefully, if you follow the cheese forever, the 
you'll be inundated with ruffians. <laughs> For now, please, also has this King's Fall raid guide and another video going over all the hidden chests that are in there. Aha, <laughs> me hearties. And that's it. Go and check out my Season of Plunder guides in our show notes. The Season of the Haunted Guides, if you are catching up. And your Season of the Throne. Because I can't remember what that season was called. So it's all in the Throne World guides. <laughs> not important. It's over. We did it. We conquered it. We We've won. done it. But other people may not have done it. So there are raid guides in there. There are dungeon guides in there. There are collection guides in there. Any kind of guides that you are looking for, I have it all listed in them dag dare show notes. Oh, yes, scurvy sea guides. animals. Oh, the guides are my favorite. I love being guided around, sailing from port to port with my lovely ship. Army hotties. So, parody, I think, is only one thing left to do, which is sit on our sails and stringing up the, those scurvy sea dogs who are trying to overrun us. And let's get the ship out of here. Or I think there's actually two things, two things left to do at least. I think one, I want to thank all of the lovely listeners. Thank for the people who's, if this is your first week here, I'm very sorry, me hearty. We don't normally talk like pirates, but this is pirate week in honor of season. No, it's not pirate week. It's pirate season. This is what you get all done now, season. <laughs> at least until our voices give out to me hearty. Also, and then you I just got respawned for the rest of the season. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha Screams and pirates, pirates and screams down to the deep with the serpents and the tentacles. One thing I saw this week when I was listening to the Massive Breakdown podcast is Dan Finity of the Infectious Laugh has a new show, The Destiny Digest, that I had the honor of checking out on the Apple podcast last night. He's doing a weekly show about all the good things going on in Destiny that will include periodic roundtables. And there's one thing that our game needs more is more places to listen to Destiny. So I advise you, dear listener, go listen to the Destiny Digest and tell Dan Infinity two titans and a hunter sent you har. And with that, me hearty. Thank you very much for joining us this week. Your titan pirates have been parody at Night Demon. Your airport pirate has been known respawn. Knife. We're not sure where the lost at sea Natarf has gone, but he seems to be lost at sea. We're, we're working on that. We're looking looking for he traces. He is no seaworthy. No, no, he's not. Looking for traces of him. You should email the show if you have feedback, thoughts, or love our pirate voices at two titans and a hunter at com. That's all spelled out. We're on Twitter at the number two titans underscore hunter. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and everywhere you can find the two titans and a hunter on the high seas, on the high ground, and laying waste to all of our foes. We're here to plunder, and you should listen to us plunder, listen to the screams of the hive and the cabal. On Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, everywhere fine podcasts are sold. Are we have a show on YouTube every week. It is the same show as this show, but there's pretty things to look at and murder. We're also at twotitanshunter.com, where you can find all the links to all the things that we talked to you about and all of the lovely show notes, me hearties. And until next week, Pirate Night Demon, say goodbye to the people, leave them with any parting advice as you go forth and plunder the king. I can't think of anything. I never do either, so. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, you know, I used to work for Frontier as a as a help desk, right? They'd call me to reset the routers remotely or try to help them hook something up or whatever. And, you know, this one lady was having issues with the computer. I might have already told you the story. If, if I did, you know, stop me or whatever. You definitely But did. I was going through the troubleshooting steps, right? And There's I'm no all out. It, it doesn't matter. No. Oh, so you know the story? You said stop me, and then I stopped you, and you didn't stop. So I said I... stop me if you if I told you this already. And I did. I said you did. Oh. You definitely did, and you just kept going. So again, don't don't tease me with. with, with I, the way I didn't I hear you story. say that. <laughs> you're, you're just you're just teasing. You're you're just over there touching the wood, thinking I'm going to get my way out of. I, I'm not touching story. any wood. This is this is pleather and plastic. But no, there's there's wood under there somewhere. I'm in an airport. I should hope there's no wood. I'm hoping it's all concrete and steel. But oh, who it's knows? All wood. Depends on the airport. 